it's December, yeah, December 1st, or whatever, recording on December 1st, uh, then, you know, it's been a quick year, feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, this year has really flown by. We've had a lot of great memories, done a lot of great episodes, had a lot of great guests. Um, it's been, it's been a fun year. Mm-hmm. You know, as we start to wind down the year of December, it's the holiday season, Christmas. It's I'm not going to curse right now. It's really cold outside. <laughs> I it's really really cold outside, Ben. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden, this, all of a sudden, and also this is the time of year where we get to rush through everything to make sure we can get our top tens of the year list done <laughs> correctly. Um, which is always a hassle, Ben. <laughs> always, always a hassle because there's always that one or two those one or two films that we miss before we record that episode. Yep. 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 And then. It's like, oh man, but you know, I saw this and then that would have been on my list. Like, well, it doesn't matter. I didn't see it. So that's all good. That's all good. You know, because December, I was looking through December. I was like, it's not as packed as November was. I mean, there's some films in December I want to see, mm-hmm. but it's not as packed. I was like, November felt like every other week there was something like I had to watch, whether it was on film, whether it was a show. Yeah. Um, it was, there was always something like mandatory I needed to watch. Mm-hmm. So. Welcome, guys, to our Infinity Film Review. Oh, I had a voice right there. Uh, extravaganza. And this is an extravaganza today because we have this might be a record for the amount of films and shows we're going to be talking about today. Uh, News wise, kind of light. Well, I say that, and then we're going to spend you know, 45 minutes on one topic. But um, And there'll be breaking news right after we record, probably. Always. Yeah. Tomorrow morning. Dakota Johnson not playing Madam Web anymore. Instead, she'll be playing <laughs> Sue Storm and Fantastic Four. Uh-huh. Well, then, okay. Ben, you know, at that point, I'll have to leave my work dinner tomorrow and come back, or I'll just record live from the restaurant. <laughs> I think that's what I'll do instead, actually. Okay. Live yeah. from the restaurant. No, always works well. No one mind. No one mind. <laughs> Everyone's trying to enjoy a nice steak, and I'm over here. Dakota Johnson's fantastic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Exactly. So, not, not a big deal. Well, Ben, we have a special guest with us today. Oh, by the way, I'm Roger. That's Ben. I did it there again, you. Ben. I did it again. Yep. And I waved to no one again. So. Yeah, exactly. You waved yeah. to me. I don't know why I waved every time. Yeah. And you waved to our good friend who has yet to make an appearance in 2023. Darren's dog. Darren's dog. How- <laughs> 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 it's our buddy Darren from Canada. How are you, Darren? I'm doing good, guys. How about you? Oh, always, always doing well. And we're good, so happy good. to be here. It's great to be back. It's been far too long. We were talking quickly before, but it's been at at least summer 2022, if not longer. If not longer. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're glad you're able to, you know, take a break from going to press readings and being able to come and chill with us for a couple hours. You know, people us, who don't really get invited to press readings. You know. Us plebeians. Yeah. Every now and then, you know, I'll get something for a really shitty Amazon movie. Like, hey, you want to watch The Burial? There you go. There, there you go. You watch didn't this. like The Burial? Oh, that was I so actually, much I fun. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> oh, watch it. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. And then there was another one. It was like, one, two, three, eat a, eat a piece of cake or something. I don't know. It had cake in the title. I forgot oh. what it was. It was something on Amazon with, with cake in the title. <laughs> it did look good. It look it didn't look good, and then recently, Ben Amazon sent something like because I I, for, I didn't know there was a Batman animated Christmas holiday special coming out like oh, next yeah. week or the week after. It's like, hey, you can watch this in a theater. Ooh. Oh, oh! They sent me the Eddie Murphy oh. one in theaters tomorrow night. I'm like, I'm not hearing good things, but we'll we'll give it a try. I'm not oh, going to really? say no. It's Eddie Murphy and Tracy Ellis Ross. So like, 
them and Christmas. It, it might not be, be the fun. best movie, but it could be fun. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun, actually. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, when I was going on Disney Plus the other day, but I forgot that. Speaking of like holidays, like the Santa Claus of season two was out. I haven't even started that. Oh yeah. And I actually liked the first season a little bit, so I'm gonna. I think at this point I'm just gonna binge it because I think the last episode's <laughs> tomorrow or okay. next week. Um, I might do that too. <laughs> and then Little Real Harry and Ludacris have a Disney Plus movie out. <laughs> I forgot what it was called. Really? It, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, dashing through the snow. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I did right. see that. Title. I haven't yeah. seen that, but yeah. I remember seeing the request. I'm like Disney. You've got me seeing three other of your movies this week. Like, no, go go away. <laughs> <laughs> I need to sleep. <laughs> ah, Darren, this is time where we can't sleep. You see that for January when nothing comes yeah. out. Actually, January lately has been actually a pretty good month for movies. Yeah, we had Megan and Missing this past January. Two movies mm-hmm. So, Darren, you know, before we get started with our actual stuff we're going to talk about, um, and doing this thing, I think you follow me on my page when I was doing this frequently, when I, when I was posting frequently. Uh, we're doing a choose your own route, Darren. So it could be random. It could be yeah. actors, actresses, directors, and movies. Uh, I think Ben, we did one where we chose uh, was like directors or who you you know a director and two cast members you want to go dinner with. That was yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Um. So Darren, we're gonna be doing this twice, once before we start, and then once after the ad breaks. So we have two, just just for you, Darren. Just okay. for you. So it's simple. You just gotta choose your row and why. Um, so Darren, I, I I think you're gonna like this for a while. I think Ben will too. Uh you know, Ben, this this is a personal favorite of mine. This row, this 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 these this row. Uh, I found it quite challenging to choose. I was like, dang, which ones do I leave out? You know, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um, so Darren, Ben, I, I I can't decide on which one, which row to choose. Ben. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you can't go wrong. I, I, it's really, <laughs> really difficult, Ben. For for the listeners, it's just it's just nine squares of Avengers Endgame. What more do you need? <laughs> All right, next step. Now here we go. Come with the show. <laughs> All right, let's get with the actual choose your own row. Which is you, this? You built us up. I do. I do have to okay. time building it up. I yeah, do. yeah. Uh, so, in one column we have, you know, Dakota Johnson uh, movies. We have a another column. We have a uh, column of superhero movies, and then another column we have a column of animated films. But we're not choosing your columns. You're choosing your own row. So in row one, you have Bad Times of the Air Royale, Darren's favorite, uh, The Suicide Squad. He's coming at me <laughs> for that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, Finding Nemo in row two. It's uh, Cha-Cha Real Smooth, Ben, Deadpool, and Ralph Breaks the Internet. And then in row three, Ben, we have our friend, the Avengers, and Coraline. So, Darren, we go with the guests go first when we, when we do choose our own row. So, uh, you know, you have to choose a Dakota Johnson film, which I, it's no problem for you, Darren. I know that. No. So, you know, go ahead. Go right ahead. Row two. Row two. Well, why row two, Darren? In terms of Dakota Johnson films, like Cha Cha Real Smooth is just perfect. It's excellent. All right, everything ben, you can watch. <laughs> so that's really what the the pick was because you can't go wrong with any of the superhero movies. They're all great. So I was like, okay, so I go for my favorite Dakota Johnson, Cha Cha Real Smooth, and then the animated. If you do Ralph breaks the internet, you get all the Disney references too. So you get the best association. Then you get Ryan Reynolds too. So like hometown favorite there. Well, Ben, he did a great job there. Mm-hmm. That was tight and efficient. 
you know, Ben or Zach could never do that. He always had to you know, keep dragging it on. <laughs> sure. Not that sure. Zach listens to our podcast anyway, you know. So that's all good. Uh, he only listens when he's when he's on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you believe the man, Darren? Can you believe that guy? <laughs> anyway, Ben, it's your turn. All right. Well, I actually have not seen Coraline yet. What? Oh, I forgot. Uh, yeah, we had yeah. this conversation. Neither. Um, what? <laughs> Darren, yep. we'll talk later. You, 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 okay, all right, Darren. I never loved the book growing up, so I've just had no desire to care say about it, really. the book. It's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but our friend and Avengers are our strong uh, contenders there in the third row. But two very different movies, too. <laughs> one's uh, a lot yeah. of fun. One's <laughs> quite depressing. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I think I'm going with row one though. Um, the Suicide Squad. I think was was okay. It was fun, definitely better than the prequel uh, or the the one before that, the original. Um, but I have a ton of fun with Bad Times at El Royale. Um, I've been wanting to watch that one again because it has been a while. And Finding Nemo is a is a near masterpiece. That's probably my uh, well, yeah, it might be my favorite on this uh, on this square here. Um, I loved it as, as a kid, and then. I said before when we did that Pixar episode, I rewatched it and and I cried because uh, it had been a while and it just it it hit me different. So uh, yeah, real one for me. Like eating waffles with your, with your <laughs> now fiance at the, right, at the Disney, right. at the Disney hotel at the hotel. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> great memories. Man, I wasn't even there. That was that was. <laughs> I got the Snapchat. That was great. Uh, Wait, did I know you're engaged? Congrats. I don't know if I knew that. Well, thank you. That was a yeah, recent I can't remember. development. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? That's okay, Darren. Anna will come at you and be like, why did, how, how dare you, Darren? You know, actually, speaking of Anna, then. <laughs> okay. This is, this, this, is a, this is a topic we're going to talk about later. But your, <laughs> your, your fiance, uh-huh. I posted something on my. Sorry, oh. <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> you, okay, so you know what I'm talking about. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I forgot what I, I was like. Oh, Moon Moon Knight and She Hulk are getting uh, season twos. And she, boo! And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> of all the things you now respond, you 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 respond to. This is this is the one. This is the one, Anna. Okay, next time I see her, Ben, I'm just mad at her. So, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, That's I was <laughs> I was there when she did that. I was like, no, no, don't do that. Yeah, I'm sure you I'm sure yeah. you did. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not the biggest fans of those shows. So Oh, you had, <laughs> I, I didn't realize, Ben. I, yes. Especially Anna. I had no clue. I thought she was. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back on that topic a little okay. later. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Now let's get started, Ben, with yeah. uh, actual Film news, or not film news, but uh, film what, reviews. Which one did you pick again? Uh, all of them, because all of them have Dakota Johnson in them. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, row, I'm between row one and row two. Mm-hmm. I I lean towards row two because it has that same. Everyone, all those three films, been have that same balance of I'm going to have a lot of fun with all of these, and each one of them are going to make me cry just a little bit. Well, especially Chacha Bros. Movie that'll make me cry a lot. And Ralph Ricks Gunner has enough emotional moments in Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Just a good balance of the two. Of <laughs> yeah. there's some there's some good moments with him and Wayne and Vanessa. And then of course the hilarity with Ryan Reynolds. 
And then, of course, Cha 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 Real Smooth, excuse me, being my one of my all time favorite films. So, you know, had to had to do that. Darren, you know, I wish I speak. You know, we were talking about Sundance earlier. I wish I could have seen that movie at Sundance. That would have been a lot of. I think, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, I think her and Cooper Rafe were there at Sundance promoting the film. I think typically the stars are at Sundance. Yeah, I feel like wasn't our friend at Sundance too? Yeah, that was like, like 2019, though. 2019, yeah. 2019, 2020. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> our friend came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. No, I think it was Tiff, Darren, not Sundance. Was it I think Tiff? It might have been Tiff. <laughs> anyway, we will have those answers for you. Probably yeah. never because I'm, I'm going to forget the question. Well, I'm looking at it right now. Our friend. Oh, I thought it was a Sundance one. Oh, that maybe would have hit Tiff too, but like it maybe acquisition. I'm checking it. It was one of those two. It was either Tiff or Sundance. Oh no, it yeah. was Tiff. Okay. 2019. Okay. Okay. Yes, if you haven't seen our friend, by the way, I a glowing recommendation for everyone here. It is a mm-hmm. wonderful, wonderful movie. Uh just make sure you watch something fun afterwards because it does not leave you with the Yes, and don't yeah. be in like a depressed mood when you watch that movie No, either. no. Please oh, don't. Man, well. <laughs> Please don't. And we let them know very early on, too. Like, yeah, this is not going to end well. So, you know. I can't wait for our, our friend 10-year retrospective. Ben's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of tissues. A lot of tissues. A lot of fun. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, for me, yeah. Dakota Johnson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Jason Siegel on the same movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brings tears to my eyes. So, you know, it brings tears to my eyes, guys. Let's talk about movies. Let's Let's talk about some movies here, guys. Now, Ben Darren, like I said, uh, this is going to be a record for us, the amount of movies we're going to be reviewing today. Um, so we're going to go through some of these quite quickly. Uh, but I do want the three of us mm-hmm. to release the films that mi- either all three of us or a mix of the three of us saw together, mm-hmm. make sure we get to elaborate our thoughts. So let's start with the Netflix film because Netflix is just, you know, the best, the best. <laughs> now, Darren had no ill will towards Netflix at all before we started recording, right, Darren? Not at all. They sent me the Meister today. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> Very good mood. Very good mood. Um, the Killer, David Fincher's latest film, Benjamin, and it might be his simplest film he's ever done. <laughs> it's very full, mm-hmm. straight, uh, yeah, straight to the point. You know, no nothing complex, no Roseman Pike level twists and turns. Um, and yet, Ben, I enjoyed it. I think Darren, did we, you want to talk about this film? Honestly, like I enjoyed it. I didn't. We might have. Yeah, it's as with Fincher, all of his stuff is expertly directed and put together. There's no technical editing flaws whatsoever. But as you said, the story, it's it's based on a graphic novel. So it's not surprising that it's a lot more straightforward. It's like the more philosophical version of John Wick. (laughs) It's a really good watch, but like it's in the middle of his films for me. Not when I have a desire to go back and rewatch all the time. I'm I'm right there with you. I, I had a good time watching it. I'm not mad. I watched. I I am curious of if I would have liked it more if I had seen it in theaters, Ben. Because there's mm-hmm. you know the cinematography. It, it looks beautiful. It's a very beautiful looking film. Mm-hmm. But you know, I can only see Michael Fassbender monologue for so long. <laughs> not that his monologues are boring or anything. It's just like that was kind of the film. There was nothing else added with those mm-hmm. narr you know those narrations. Um. So yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's a very cold film. I was surprised at the direction. I'd never read a graphic novel, Darren, so I was surprised mm-hmm. 
what he was doing in terms of his revenge plot. I was like, okay, we're just we're we're doing that. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, ended very satisfying. I wouldn't mind a sequel. Actually, I I wouldn't mind going back into this world. Truthfully, if they if they decide to go back down the road, I feel like there's there is room if they want to go back to do it again. Like Tenet, Ben, if they ever wanted to go back and do with Tenet too, if the, if he wanted to, I feel like he could. And I didn't like Tenet mm-hmm. as much as as I did, but uh, you know, that's kind of I like Tenet more than the killer. But yeah, it, it, this was good. Mm-hmm. And like I think, Darren, you put it right. I I, I wouldn't go back and rewatch this. Like I'm like rewatch like a Social Network or a Gone Girl, which is my favorite uh, Fincher film. Yeah. But, yeah, I had. Quite similar thoughts to what you were saying. Um, that's well well crafted, but um, maybe not go back to it as much because of its kind of simplicity and straightforwardness. Um, and there 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 are some really cool moments, um, especially people trying to uh, or the the guy dropping off the mail and stuff, and you're it's all tense and everything. Um, mm-hmm. That whole fight in is it Miami or Florida, wherever it is. In Florida, uh, that fight was brutal. That was Florida, awesome. Yeah. I love that yeah. fight. Yeah, yeah. That scene alone is worth seeing in theaters for you. Yeah. Sit through all that. You're like, oh, here well, we go. <laughs> that was kind of like the payoff, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there are long stretches of just talking, which we is fine. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, moves the story along, but it they are long stretches, and uh, you're just kind of getting into the into the psyche of uh, of the killer. So. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I saw it on on Netflix as well, and I uh, I do feel like seeing it in a theater would have boosted the experience a little bit. But overall, I'll say this. yeah, I'll say this too. Uh, Tilda Swinton, Swinton, excuse me, has a fantastic scene. I, I love yeah. that scene so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know about you guys, but Ben, was this score memorable for you? Because this score wasn't really memorable for me at all here. The score, um. Yeah. Uh, not really memorable. I haven't listened to it outside of the movie. I like um, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross a lot. They're more like atmospheric kind of stuff. Um, oh, they, I didn't know they did a score for this one. So they have yeah. the other ones. Okay. Yeah. They're really good at matching the film, but not all the time does their stuff live outside the movie. I yeah. Find. Yeah. 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 That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, more and more atmospheric and stuff for this mm-hmm. one. Um, but if you like The Smiths, You'll like this movie for sure. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next film. Let's keep it moving. That was great. That was great, guys. That was that was a good little three four minute review there. Yeah, well done, well done. Um, you know what? I said Hunger Games next. Let's talk about the holdovers because I can't. I I actually just watched it this afternoon, huh? and Darren, I meant to message you after I watched it, or like when I was half an hour in. I'm like, I am in love with this movie, and I was in love with it. I was in love with it, Ben. I was in love with it, and then I was like. This is about 10 minutes too long, but I'm still really loving it. Uh, this is outside of the Marvels, probably my favorite film I watched in November, I think. Um, I really, really mm-hmm. love this movie. Now, on a just talking pure filmmaking skills, this far surpasses then the Marvels in every mm. stretch. <laughs> but, you know, I had such a great time with the Marvels. That was just mm-hmm. good Marvel entertainment fun. You know, if you haven't listened to our review, I go on a rant, and it was wonderful. It was glorious. <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh, you listened to it, Derek? Half of it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm in agreement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Then he listened to our yeah. episode. 
He really listened. He really listened. Yeah. My God, brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm feeling all the feels that I've been. Feel all the feels today. I think he's just saying it to butter us up so we can come back on next week. <laughs> I think it's what's happening here. <laughs> but yeah, back to the holdovers, Ben. Uh, this this is this is delightful. This was, and I, I put this on my letterbox. It was a very simple review. I said a little too long for me, but this is a film I'm gonna watch. We watch every holiday season. I I love this. The chemistry between Paul Giamatti and Dominic. What is it? Souser? Sazer? Sessa? 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 Yeah. He's great in this movie, and Ben, I didn't think I was gonna like him at first because he's kind of an ass. <laughs> the first twenty minutes, and he looks like someone you're just like ready to hate. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until he gets left again mm-hmm. that I was like, okay, I'm starting to see a different side. And then, of course, I learned about the family history, and I was like, okay, yeah. you got some real shit going on with your family. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I'm sorry for the first twenty minutes where I called you a dick. <laughs> you're not a dick um, Paul Giamatti Ben and Darren th- th- this is I think this is his film he is wonderful yeah. he's in one of my all time favorite shows Billions I love him in that series uh, he's a world class actor I think we all know that by now mm-hmm. um, is it is it weird to say that this might be one of his best performances he's ever given Ben it feels weird to say that for Paul Giamatti but this is one of his best he's ever done I when other people said it, I thought it was weird, but after watching it, I'm like, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is. Might, like, it might be. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead, Darren. Continue the praise. Um, so I have a, a weird relationship with this movie because I've seen it twice. And the first time I walked out of it, I was mid on it. Now it was during TIFF, it was day five, and it was like movie 20 or something. So I was pretty tired. And I was like, it was a little long, as you mentioned. So I was just like, oh my God, this movie needs to end. <laughs> and I walked out going, it was fine. And the rest of the people, we all knew it. TIFF for Adel practically mm. beat me up. So I'm like, this is the film of the festival. You're insane. This is the perfect Darren movie. And then I rewatched it at the local press screening in October. And I was like, oh, wait, no, I fully came around. It's easily one of the best here. Giamatti is incredible. Divine Joy Randolph, just what a performance. Oh, she gets that Oscar nomination. She is so oh, good. she's getting the Oscar nomination. That's not a question. The question is, does she win it? Because I think she's got a very strong chance. I agree. I, you know, I'm some Emily Blunt yeah. hype fan, Ben and Darren, but I, she, she. Is, There's a narrative for Blunt. There's a narrative. It's yeah. going to be how hard do they go on Oppenheimer? Do they give it everything, or do they right. try and start piecing off some stuff? Because right. if you do start piecing off, then Divine is out. the one yeah. you can there. That's the strong one. Because yeah, but no, the movie is just it feels like a warm hug you just feel good after watching that movie you go through all the emotions you laugh you cry yeah you laugh again you cry some more the 70s music just it's just great it's just a wonderful film i know that that's something you're gonna talk about that, that was actually one of my favorite aspects but about this movie uh, about this movie was the music the music really got me i was like man this is just and not even that just the way the film started felt like a film that was coming mm-hmm. out like in the 70s and 80s and i was like this is this is this is yeah. this is unique. I like this. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, Ben. Yeah, even the trailer, which might have just been my theater too, but it was like grainy, and um, 
Yeah, that's, uh, just, a, that's just a trailer, that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the audio was like a little <laughs> off or something. Um, but the yeah the the movie with the grainy the like cigarette burns whatever and everything crackle uh, was was mm-hmm. really cool. Um, yeah, the music there's especially uh, the Temptation Silent Night, which is one of my favorite <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. interpretations of that song. Was in there is really good, uh, and and several other songs used to really good effect um but yeah everyone in it is fantastic um the the story you know up front seems uh simple and it is but you get to live with the character so much and learn their backstories and everything mm-hmm. um and it's so i think it's really well paced uh with the given the information with everybody because you like you said, you can think someone's an asshole, and maybe they are uh, being a bully or something for a little bit. But then you you get something else. You're like, well, you know, they got other stuff going on, um, and then this whole back and forth. So mm-hmm. I didn't really, I didn't really feel the the ten being ten minutes too long or anything. Maybe I will on rewatches. Um, you don't on. I didn't find it on the rewatch. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I was, I was engaged the whole time and, and wondering, uh, you know, what was going to happen right at the end there. So, um, yeah, it was, it was overly good. And, the yeah, I wasn't expecting to, uh, to, to tear up as much as I did too. And even at certain mm-hmm. moments where it's just, uh, yeah, came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it definitely, I can't wait to, to get this on, uh, on physical and, and watch it mm-hmm. for many holidays this. to come. I don't usually get teary-eyed during these type of moments, but like a handshake really got to me. Yeah, okay, that's that's yeah. what I was gonna say too. There's mm-hmm. a handshake in this movie, and uh, I was like, "Oh fuck you!" I yeah. damn, like it really, really got to me. Um, yeah, because Darren was talking about you know a warm hug earlier. This movie gives you a warm hug, and I was like, I really wanted them just to, just to, yeah. just to, god damn it! But they, you know. Yeah, that was more effective than I felt like that. That handshake mm-hmm. at a certain point in this film, I was like, "God damn, it's really got to me." Mm-hmm. And uh, just to, the the people who play Dominic or character's name is uh, what's the character's name? Ben? Angus, right? Angus. Angus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, his parents are or mom and stepfather. Yeah, don't like them at all. Uh, they are. They are. I'm not going to say scum of the earth, Ben, but they are just terrible, terrible people. I do not like them at all. And then, like, uh, you don't like them, then you really despise them. <laughs> you really despise them. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, you're like, who are these people? Ow. And then I'll say this before we move on to the holiday party when Paul Giamatti finds something out about somebody. Oh, yeah. God, I just, that's when I wanted to give Paul Giamatti a warm hug. And I was like, oh, yeah. God damn yeah. it. We were so close. <laughs> we, were, we were so close at pure happiness. Yeah. <laughs> and Giamatti, too, his performance kind of, or that character at least, reminded me somewhat of, uh, I think it's Fletcher, uh, J.K. Simmons from Whiplash. Mm. Nowhere near to that degree. No. Um, but no. I don't know. He... No, not that degree. <laughs> no. <laughs> he wasn't psychologically tormented yeah, yeah. his students to suicide. You know, throwing chairs or anything <laughs> like that, yeah. <laughs> but... I, I don't know, just the 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 kind of teacher um, teacher student relationship and him being you know a dick sometimes or a lot of times, um, but 
yeah, very different character, but uh, just for, for character actors that have really good mm-hmm. uh, performances that kind of reminded me of, of that a little bit. Yeah. I forgot the Shazam at them. What's that song that plays at the very end when the character's driving away in the car? I really like that song. It was it fit well with the scene that was that was mm-hmm. going for or that, that was going on during the movie. I was like, man, this is like you said, during the music throughout this movie yeah. was just fantastic. Um I can't remember the song, but like they use Cat oh, yeah, Stevens the wind in there. It's so like that's an automatic oh, yeah. plus one in the score for me. I'm like, I just the use of it. It's like oh, yep. yeah. Okay. While Ben finds a song, let's talk about someone who does a lot of singing. Uh Rachel Zegler. <laughs> In the Hunger Games, uh, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes and Donkeys and Horses and Ponies <laughs> and Jack-o'-lanterns and all oh. sorts of things, Ben. Um, <laughs> Long-ass title. Um, so, Ben, I, you, know, you and I haven't done a Hunger Games episode yet, which is actually very surprising. Uh, we're, you know, we're both fans of Jennifer Lawrence. I feel like you and I have talked about the Hunger Games maybe once or twice in the amount of time for as long as I've known you. Yeah, but I would say I don't think we've talked much about that one. I don't I, I don't think so yeah. either. I think so, it was like with this one we were talking a bit. Yeah. Right. So I I don't really like the first one. If I don't like it, it's just the shaky cam was ridiculous. <laughs> the first one is very much an indie film. It is. I agree. And then they became blockbusters after that one did gangbusters at the box office. It was like, right. oh, look, look how much money we made. Let's put some real money into this sequel. Right. And, and then, I mean, there are good things. That is catching fire. Exactly. I mean, there are good things about that first movie. Jennifer Lawrence, mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson. The uh, casting is just yeah. impeccable. And Rue, so like, yeah, I mean, everyone's doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like Darren said, mentioned the catching fire that that that's the masterpiece right there. I think everyone yeah. agrees that's probably the best movie in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, well paced. The action was fantastic. Great character development, great character relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, J part one and two. And I was like, talk about this, with my sister, when we went to go see it on Sunday, I still think it was a bad decision to break it up into two parts. Yeah. But, you know, that was in the midst of everything was getting broken up into two mm-hmm. parts to make money. Uh, Cause I found Mocking J part one to be quite dull. And, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like it either. It's, it's, like, it's, the, it's the worst book of them all. So it had an uphill battle to begin with. Then it split into two and it's like, well, nothing's going to happen in part one. So like, let's go. And part two, I actually enjoy part two a lot. Part two is very good. Yeah. And it's, it's still probably my second favorite of the franchise. Okay. My one, my one criticism of it is you can, you can feel it in both mocking Jay part one and two. Jennifer Lawrence didn't feel like want to be there anymore. You could just tell. So there was there there were certain moments. Ben, for me, it just felt like she was checked out. Not all the scenes, but there are moments yeah. in that movie. I was like, she could have brought a little bit more emotion to yeah. some of these scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had a very satisfying finale, and the action was incredible. But what saved that movie for me, part two, was Josh Hutcherson. I thought he was fantastic yeah. in part in part two. Yeah. Um, so they did, they did my boy Mahershala Ali wrong though. Yeah. They, 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 oh yeah. Yeah. Got got killed off yeah. way too soon. Oops, have you what? both read the books or i've read the first two because i had to do, I had to do it okay. for school yeah okay so yeah, let's I... say jennifer lawrence being less emotional the last one makes sense with the book because she's like full on okay. screwed up so okay okay after everything she's been through so it's like she's meant to be a little colder okay gotcha 
So that right. doesn't bother me as much, but yeah. Okay, well, that, 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 that helps me. I mean, I still want to watch part one. I, it's just a boring film, but part two, yeah. that's, that, that, that's what yeah. the fun's at. Mm-hmm. So, Ben, you know, when they announced they were doing this prequel about Cornelius Snow, it's like, what, what the hell? Really? I mean, do we really need this? And the trailers came out, Ben, and I was like, okay, if it looks good. I mean, it looks like, you know, divergent good. You know, I don't think it's going to be all that good. <laughs> You know, no, 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 no offense to anyone who likes Divergent out there. Hey, I love the first one. I'm biased because I went to the Hollywood premiere. So, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like, I love that movie. It was incredible. I don't know what wow. you're talking about. Shane Lee Woodley is a masterclass. <laughs> I forgot Darren likes Shane Lee Woodley. My man. I love her. Oh, she's great. She's just, she, needs a, new, she a needs a new agent. That's all I can say. <laughs> Ben, how long have I been saying this? Exactly. On Apparently, show? Ferrari is not helping her out either. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but that's for January. <laughs> I've not seen it. I've only just heard rumors. No, that that upsets because I was looking forward to seeing her in Dumb Money, and she got you know the housewife role in that movie. So I wasn't really too. Over, yeah. I wasn't overly thrilled with that. So I'm still feeling the feels though. Darren like yeah. so. I forgot Darren like so. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. Feeling the feels here. Oh yeah, Songbirds. Um, so this movie was really good. I had a good time with it. Talk about really long though. Uh, that third act was a chore to get through. Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah. My goodness. And Darren's looking at us like, "Well, I've read the books. I, I, I'll, I'll let you two talk first, and I'll come because in terms of the books, it's my second favorite of the series. Okay. So I come to it with a very different perspective. Okay." Yeah, and you know my sister was the same way. We were talking on the way back. She she really enjoyed it, um, so she yeah. did she didn't mind the third act. But I was like, my God. If anything, I thought the third act was incredibly quick and like crammed in there. I was like, whoa, we're really, really briefly doing this because we are running out of time. Crammed. Okay. Well, then yeah. I need to read the book then. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll talk about you go it. first. You guys go. Want to want to take this one first, Benjamin? Uh, yeah. So I I've read the the three originals, but. Um didn't read the, the this prequel um and kind of like you were saying we enjoyed the the original movies uh to an extent so yeah this one also like you said the trailers look good um i i yeah i enjoyed it quite a bit uh all the the actors they pulled for this one were really good um the guy who played snow blythe tom blythe yeah tom blythe, tom blythe yeah. uh i don't i don't think i'd seen in anything before no. um and and he does really well. And then of course Zegler we've seen. Uh but Peter Dinklage, Viola Davis was having a ball oh. <laughs> in her role. Um perfect casting. Yeah. So yeah, there was there, there was really good moments. Um I, I was still engaged with it all. Uh with it being an early what was it, the tenth Hunger Games. Yeah. Um it's a very small arena, but I, I think they, they use it pretty well. Uh the different you know tunnels and everything that they go through um and then the yeah story kept me engaged and everything but then yeah that that third act to me also really slowed down <laughs> um still interested in the characters but it was it was just kind of like i don't know it it feels very different from the other two acts uh and i was kind of having to keep my head up you know from from nodding off so um uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what you'd say, Darren, about how 
even if the book is completely about snow, I guess, um, mm-hmm. and how and how much it it relates, because it it does kind of seem interesting that this route. I don't know. We get villain origin stories before, but it was like. I felt myself kind of not really rooting for him, but I'm like, oh, he's making changes to the games. This is interesting. But I'm also mm-hmm. like, oh, but he's building up to be this, you know, big bad guy that we obviously don't like later. So mm-hmm. uh, I had kind of mixed feelings on that in the end. Anyway. So I'm going to be real quick so I can let Darren go because Darren's coming in with more experience than you and I have been with, with on this property. Um, yeah, like I said, going into it, I was, you know, I, I, I was delayed. I got to go check it out opening weekend. I just I wasn't really interested in seeing another hunger. I was I was good with the four we had. I wasn't really interested in going back into this world. And then we got into it, guys, and the music started playing. I was like, man, I'm really like I'm, I'm glad we're back. I'm having a good time here. Just being back in the world of pandemic and seeing like just the politics behind the Hunger Games and all the behind the scenes. And like you said, Ben, Violet Davis is just having a ball. I mean, she's one of my favorite actresses of all time. She was just she was great. I loved her. And Peter Dinklage and his limited screen time. He, <laughs> I mean, enough can't be said about this man. He is he is wonderful. He is a terrific actor. I mean, he brought shades of that Days of Future Past role into this role, too. I was thinking about that when I was watching. I was like, there's a little bit of uh, of, of Trask in here uh, that I like a lot. Um, he just does not like Jennifer Lawrence. She, no, he doesn't. He doesn't want her to win. No, he really doesn't. <laughs> Speaking of which, did you guys like that little Katniss tease they put in that, in the movie, too? I thought that was kind of, I, I I don't know. My theater kind of went, oh, when it happened. So I, I don't know. I dug it. I, I was that like, line is directly from the book. So I was like, I'm like, they oh, get okay. it. Good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Pan Am has against kids, but this was hard. This was one of the hardest like actual Hunger Games to watch, guys. This was, this was brutal. Um, maybe not as brutal as like watching Rue die in the first movie, but yeah. I mean, there, there were some sequences here. I'm not going to say which character it happens to, but there's something involving water. And I was like, oh. please don't drink the water. Please don't drink the water. The movie please. was nicer. Oh, the book was. Really? Yeah. Okay. The, the movie's tame. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Well. For that scene, at least. Yeah. Yeah. That that was like, man. And then there's one scene. Okay. I don't want to get into spoilers because I'm going to like, I want to like, I'm trying to keep out character names and everything. Yeah. It's just. That second act that was my favorite, like the actual games mm-hmm. and seeing the further development of Cornelius Snow and his love for for Lucy Gray. Um because you know in the in the original movies were like, man, he doesn't this man Cornelius Snow is just a this man has no soul. <laughs> yeah. He has no heart. And I'd be remiss, Ben, because I love Euphoria so much. Hunter fucking Schaefer is so goddamn great in this movie. Mm-hmm. I loved her as Tigress. She was so... I wish there was more of her, which makes me want like another movie just so we can get more Hunter Schaefer because she was great. Well, there's so much more because I don't know if you two remember this, but in the original books, there's the lady who looks like a tiger who helps Jennifer Lawrence in the final Mockingjay. That's yes. Tigress. Yeah. So like, we go from yeah. their cousins to all of a sudden... yeah. Yeah, let's help oh, wow. Jennifer Lawrence yeah. assassinate my cousin. It's like yeah, yeah, I was thinking, let's that. go like, for this. Like, <laughs> what happened? I needed to because they so teased it. Much. They, they tease it at the end. end. They yeah. tease it as the downfall begins. Mm. So you know there's a fracture there. But mm-hmm. yeah. Huh. So yeah, the, the, those first two acts were great. It was just that third act. Now in that within that third act, there were some really great moments. 
um, them just going off to the lake, just like the more quieter moments, you know, just them bonding, having a good time with their friends. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing with his friend. I wish that was done better. I wasn't really, I wasn't really vibing with it, Ben. Yeah. That, that, that part of it, I was like, we probably could have took, I know we couldn't have taken it out because that's actually part of his downfall. Um, or snows that were the beginning of his downfall, I guess you should say. Maybe I'm wrong there. I don't know. It's yeah. a lot more impactful in the book, and I'll I'll okay. let you finish up. Then I'll kind of say because what what I'm gonna say when I start saying you're gonna go oh, okay. This is why that felt like this in the movie. It's very yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, there's an event that happens to involving a shooting of a person's child and all that stuff, and it leads to disastrous things. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. But the main thing, the main reason why I didn't like the third act guys was. I don't know what happens when the second and third acts, but there's like this turn with snow. He's not like full on like a dick yet, but he's like, you can see like, he's just, there's a change in attitude with him when the third act begins, especially when he gets, he gets a 12 and how he treats his friend. I'm like, this is not the same snow from the first two acts. Did I miss something? Did I fall asleep for a second? I don't know. I feel like I missed something. Um, So, I'm going to leave it there. Like I said, had a really great time with it. Love the first two acts. Enjoy parts of the third act. Um, I would probably say, Ben, this is my third favorite of the franchise, for sure. Behind Mocking J Part 2 and Catching Fire. But, uh, Darren, why don't you go ahead and take it away, buddy? So, the thing with this one is they purposely didn't want to split into two parts after Mocking J, because that pissed the fans right off. No one no one was out for that. So they went, okay, we're going to do one part. Great move, because you can't split this into two easily. The problem with this book is, this book is the longest one by like 130 pages. It's 520 pages. The rest of them are all below 390, or like just at that 390 mark. So it's a lot bigger. And funny enough, everyone's going, oh, Hunger Games, Arena, Battle. That is the shortest section of the book, because it follows the three-part structure. Those are the three parts in the book. So there's a lot more in the first part. And a lot more in this third part, because that's actually the longest part of the book. It's over 200 pages. And it's got the shortest amount of screen time of the three. So there's a lot of, it's like skimming the highlights of the book. So okay, we're hitting all the plot points. We're getting it through so we can build up to the Hunger Games moment, show all the action in the arena. Which is, it's really fun to watch in the film. But the book, what makes it so strong is it's all largely snow within his head interacting with Viola Davis's, Davis's Dr. Gall. There's a lot more of her and a lot more Peter Dinklage in the book. And you start getting to this real philosophical debate of what is for government, their role, control, rebellion, all these themes that are kind of touched upon in the movie, but there's not the time devoted to that. It's actually a huge part of the book like even when you're watching the games like the games are kind of on in the control room and you're kind of following snow's inner thoughts and dr gall will pop up and do something crazy and there's a lot more that happens before the games um not a spoiler because it doesn't happen in the movie but there's 24 tributes in the movie and they go through them pretty quickly in the opening bit of the games that's because the number of characters that died in that first few minutes of the game didn't even make it into the game in the book they start with 14 tributes so it's like the book is ruthless there's mentors dropping dead like it's 
it's even more ruthless towards the children. The water scene goes on for like two or three pages and it was just like, it was a lot. Um, so it's a lot, the book is a lot more brutal and they were trying to obviously keep it entertaining because there's a lot that wouldn't translate well. This one I thought actually would have been a really good three-part miniseries with like an hour and a half to each part. That would have been the ideal format. But like the final part, I can see why everyone who's not read the book is having issues with that act. I totally see it. The whole thing with the friend, you get a lot more of the friend and not just the friend, but the friend's family in the book where they view Cornelius as a second son. So it really, it really drives home. Like it's so when you get to that third act thing and you, and it's like built up over 50 pages to that moment, you're just like, oh my gosh, is he going to do this? And it's a really good read. Um, but yeah, the movie for what it is, it does a great job. Rachel Zegler, all you naysayers on the internet, you're wrong. She's a star. She's incredible. And everyone loved her in this. So just shut up <laughs> and let's let her be. <laughs> Yeah, I know how much you know. You love West Side, West Side Story. You know, I, I, I love it too. But I know mm-hmm. you're you're just like a that, that that's your movie. Yeah. Um, I feel like there are parts. I, I feel like I, I'm not ready to say it's definitely her, her best performance yet, but there are parts in here. I was like, she's better here than she is in West Side Story, which is crazy to me. It's a more complex role. I think okay. that's what it is because West Side Story, she's she's Juliet. Like there's not, there is depth to it, but th- this Lucy Gray is, you know, she's the rebel in the film. She's got the hatred for the capital. But then as we learn in the third act, there's this song about her and she's this mysterious kind of temptress. Like there's such complexity there versus her role in West Side Story is a very good role, but it's not got the nuances and layers to it, I'd say. So I'm not gonna mention the character's name or you know or anything like that, but when I say this, you guys will know what I'm talking about. Dead or alive? Alive. I think so too. Mm, alive. You have some reservations on that one, though, don't you, Ben? Well, I'm deciding which character you're thinking of, but if I'm correct, then alive. Think forest scene, very end of the movie. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's okay. not spoiler for anyone. Until you watch it, then you know what's happening. You're like, oh, we know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to let Darren and Ben now talk about Saltburn. So gentlemen, take it away. Everyone wants to go first. Oh. Let's Saltburn. let her. Let what her a ride. What a ride. Yeah. <laughs> Like Emerald Fennel coming off Promising Young Woman, expectations were sky high. Saltburn is a really good film. I think for a sophomore outing, again, as a writer and director, she's proven herself. It's not quite the same film. What this film does is it again relies on kind of that final twist. But with the story she's telling, it's not that much of a twist. The twist is in how far she takes it and how much, as I heard some people talk about, and I've liked to talk about it now because I think it's really cool ways, you know, how far back are we pulling the curtain and we are seeing the Wizard of Oz at work? It's quite the, here's everything. 
which is what makes it shocking, provocative, and will get people talking about it. Apart from some bonkers moments in a theater where, you know, I was watching it middle of the day, there's these two little old ladies are like, oh, you're sitting down for Saltburn. and this is going to be interesting. Then we had the vampire scene and one of them got up and left. I'm like, she's totally gone. And it was just a 10 minute bathroom break. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's everything you'd expect from Fennel, not quite as smart or socially targeted as her previous film. Barry Keehan is incredible. Rosamund Pike, like just give her these salty, cold ladies. Like I love her doing that. Like, some of the lines out of it you're like whoa there's there's a reason your family is messed up <laughs> and then the actor who continues to surprise me is jacob alordi i'm gonna put this out here i've not seen euphoria so my first exposure to him this year was in priscilla as elvis and then here in saltburn and just what a talent and just a heartbreaking portrayal in saltburn it was yeah it was a great film and I love the attention to detail of just transporting audiences back to 2006. So minor, but of course I picked up on this. They're all reading Deathly Hallows, which came out, or sorry, it would have been 2007 because it was the summer. They're all reading the final Harry Potter book and talking <laughs> about it as was the rest of the world. I'm like, Emerald Fennel, like you did not need to go that hard with the attention to detail, <laughs> but there she went. And then of course the soundtrack is great. And that final needle drop is just burned <laughs> into my memory. <laughs> Take it away, Ben. <laughs> right, I have a question before you guys go. I saw Carrie yeah. Lovick and was in it. How how much how much screen time does she have in this one? Not much. Five minutes. Oh, okay. It's so it's a pretty it. small role because yeah. she's pretty busy. But it was like here she is. She's back with her director, and it's a fun role. Okay. All right. <laughs> Poor dear Pamela. <laughs> That's actually her character's name in the credits. And if you look on IMDb, it's poor dear Pamela. <laughs> oh, the full <laughs> or dear poor Pamela. Something like that. I'll look it up as you talk, but it's yeah. <laughs> All right, and that just tells away. you everything about her character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I was I yeah, I didn't know how far it was gonna go um with some scenes, but you know, promising a woman was a was a big surprise uh as well. So expecting somewhat of that here um but there there were moments when <laughs> you know the the yeah, other people in theater and myself were like oh my oh my gosh and uh kind of squirming in my seat a little bit so um and i i like what you said darren about how far back you pull the curtain because uh mm-hmm. it's not it's not a Shyamalan <laughs> twist really uh or anything but it's you know it's, where it's going right you're just like how and you go oh that's how far we actually went with that direction yeah 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 exactly so um yeah that was that was really interesting uh and all the characters like you said very very kyogen i every single time <laughs> uh is is just incredible to me and mm-hmm. maybe he's playing you know this creepy guy uh a lot in his career but it he's just, just so <laughs> good at it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he's just so good at it um and and seeing this kind of got me a little more hyped for for joker uh or his portrayal uh as mm-hmm. joker getting excited to see that so um and then i have yet to see priscilla unfortunately but uh yeah lordy was was really good uh in this as well um richard e grant has a little to do, but he's 
he's having he's fun. fun too yeah. <laughs> yeah they're it's, all having fun like what yeah. what else do you do in this story like you gotta ham it up <laughs> go or go it. home yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the yeah the the line deliveries are, are great um yeah and the the cinematography the light is... scene alone <laughs> the <line Yeah>. delivery. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah. um and the yeah the the cinematography is is beautiful there's uh mm-hmm. there's several frames i would you know frame on my wall uh, and just like the square say, but... aspect ratio of it all like that's right it feels like you're not seeing the full picture and you're like peeking in yeah which just adds a layer of kind of creepiness to it which works yep yep yeah it's is it is it four three something whatever like the yeah numbers are i don't know what they are but yeah, yeah it is it is like the uh box um mm-hmm. which uh, yeah i didn't even really notice at first and then i was like wait no i sides. thought at first my theater had the wrong camera aspect oh yeah because it was the first showing <laughs> on opening day i'm like oh, this theater probably got it wrong and my friend's yeah. like no no it's supposed to be like that i'm like okay good yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go talk to the manager i know and be like hey so you guys messed up again <laughs> again yeah yeah um so yeah it's uh, I, I think I will return to it. It's one of those that I, mm. I kind of watch to see other people's reactions um, yeah. as as well to what's going on. Um, uh, I feel like Promising Young Woman is is a better film overall, but yeah. you can definitely see the the craft and storytelling and everything mm-hmm. here in this one uh, that is that is much appreciated. And every time, yeah, I don't need to tell y'all, but when when people if some of my friends or people that work or whatever are like you know hollywood doesn't have any original ideas i'm like you're just not going to see them because they're they're out here yeah yeah i don't know if i'd call this one an original well, idea but it's not like based different. on something it's like it's like it's different but like we've yeah, seen the IP story of, yeah it's yeah. not like completely like tenant original it's like whoa that's yeah, this yeah, is yeah, like yeah. non-ip based which is nice yeah yeah so would would recommend rod to see yeah it. absolutely yeah, right now, or not right now, but I'm, you know, I was talking to Darren yesterday because I asked him if he's going to see Godzilla or not because I wanted to see if he was going to get a chance to see it early because I've been hearing nothing but just over the moon mm-hmm. praise for Godzilla minus one. So I was like, do I do a double feature if I can of Godzilla minus one and, and Saltburn on Thursday, which I might do if I can because then I'm running to that issue of Saltburn of when you and I talked about Next Goal wins the other night. <laughs> I'm like, it's only playing like twice. Yeah, it's, Saltburn it's is gonna go quickly. Like, yeah. it might pop up on Prime by the holidays, but like, I w- that's when you want to see in theaters. Yeah. So, you know, but then I'd almost go one is only playing God. for a week. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I guess everyone wants to you know save those yeah. screens for one. I'd almost definitely do Saltburn on Thursday then hit Godzilla next week because I feel like with godzilla coming in screens may decrease for salt burn so i feel like you get it before godzilla starts good point good point so godzilla it is just my two right, cents. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh darren you and i had a film it's thanksgiving that's right. thanksgiving yes uh, I want i'll be quick yes it's uh <laughs> it's a lot of fun that's all i have to say um because that's basically what this movie is it is so much fun uh, the acting is what it is. Patrick Dempsey's having a blast. Um, the final girl here, Darren, was not very memorable. I mean, she's okay. Uh, the character isn't great. I thought the actress did a very good job. 
Yes, I'll, I'll say it's, okay. I agree with you on that front. Yeah, it's an Eli Roth film, so the characters aren't well fleshed out. No, they're they all pl- they're all working with what they've got, but what he delivers is just yes. When it comes to the kills, the thrills, the tension, Darren, yeah, uh, he delivers on all of that. So <laughs> the opening scene, Black Friday thing, oh, scathing, scathing commentary on society, which I was all for. <laughs> so. I went with the buddy of mine. We went to go see that opening Friday night, and okay. there were two drunk. There was a drunk couple right in front of us, and they were having the time of their life. And so, when that Black Friday scene was happening, and it was, it was like a very packed theater. They were laughing. I was like, "Do I laugh with the theater? Oh, Do I you go laugh? You? I know." Laugh. But there were moments there. And I was like, "God, I kind of feel bad." I was like, "Oh my goodness!" I don't know. Uh, but I feel like the biggest weakness for me there in this movie is not pacing, but the time between certain kills and stuff. I felt like, you know, we're spending a little too much time. A little it too much gets downtime. there at times and at other times they're really close together. There's almost nothing in between them. Right. So it's kind of like a spacing issue. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I felt no substance either. Like I was like, man, I, I, I kind of wish there was some more weight to this. Mm-hmm. And then I want to ask you, were you able to guess who Carver ended up being? I only figured it out about five minutes before. Okay. So I was pretty late to the game. I know some people were saying it was really obvious. I, I wasn't. No. My buddy and I were like, oh, we didn't. Because my was one of the two partners. Without, without mm-hmm. There's some previous partners in our final girl's life that are in play here. And I thought it was one of those two. Um, yeah. And my thing was with trying to figure out, I didn't really have like anyone pegged down because it was like hyper focused on the kills, which is what you want from this movie. But then the mystery of who it was kind of right. took a back seat. So at times you're like forgetting yeah. that you're supposed to be suspecting everyone here. And also everyone is being kidnapped and put around that table like no tomorrow. So it's like, well, there's not many people left. Like right. your pick. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, overall, then I had a great time. I think it's. Eli Roth's like three best movies he's he's ever done this because I'm not oh, a big it's Eli his Roth best. fan. It's his best. Um, I love him as a filmmaker and his love of the horror genre. No one loves it as much as he does, and it's no. clear. <laughs> yeah. that what he loses me with is he has no kind of hold back to how far he will take his concepts, sure. which gets quite grotesque. Which I can't. I have I have problems with. I just can't watch it. But this one is like. It's Scream, but the Eli Roth version. So it's really good. Like, easy recommend. Me and a buddy saw it. We saw it in the theater that served beers. So it was the Black Friday scene. Happened, our beers came. We're like, I guess, cheers. <laughs> and just had a blast of it. Oh, yeah. We, my buddy and I, we went to uh, we went through a little pregame uh, at a restaurant across the street. Yeah. Um, okay. And so we had a couple drinks and... I- Maybe that helped, Darren. I don't know. <laughs> we normally do it afterwards, but it was in like the 19 plus theater. That's the drinking age here. So it's like, hey, you're oh, okay. paying all this money. I'm like, well, I guess I can order a beer so we don't have to do it afterwards. Let's just do it now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ben, I think you'll have fun with it. I, yeah. Uh, my thing is, I don't think you'll have as much fun watching it at home as you would mm. with a packed theater. Yeah. Unless you is... get a couple of friends over, you make it a movie night. There it's a, it's a great yeah. movie. Yeah, it yeah. really is okay. a great movie. And then it'll be one you watch every Thanksgiving because it's so much fun. <laughs> and speaking fun. of that, like another Eli Roth movie that I actually watched with a group that was in college. This was my sophomore year, I think, or my junior year. We all watched The Green Inferno. And, I've not uh, seen that one for a very good reason. Because Yeah, it's uh, a... <laughs> yeah. It's a movie! <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. things happen. People get killed yeah. in very gross ways. Um, I have to see Hostel still. I've never seen Hostel yet, so I, I gotta. I, I gotta, gotta watch it's that one. good, but then it just goes so far at the last act. I'm like, ooh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, Darren, are you ready to go play a little back and forth here of films we've watched? Yes, let's do it. So, why don't you start with one of yours? Okay. Um, hold on, let me just scroll to the bottom of the letterbox list and I'll just go up. Um, why don't you go? Yeah, I'll. You know, I do want to talk about this one uh, Quiz Lady on Hulu. I don't know if Ben if you had a chance to watch it. Uh, Sandra O oh and Aquafina starring it. Uh, real quick, it's 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 a cute, it's a it's a it's cute, it's funny. I uh, will, you know, the whole premise is you know Aquafina and, and Sandra O oh, they play they play sisters. Um, they need to get some money to pay off their mom's debt, and so Aquafina goes on this game show, and it's really all about them getting to the game show and her competing with some money. Um, it's it's sweet. It's endearing. I had a great. I had a really good time. You know, it's not one of Hulu's best movies, unfortunately. But you know, that honor still belongs to Palm Springs. Ben, by the way, wink, wink, nod, nod. If you didn't know that already, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how many times yeah. I told you that on the show before, but yeah. Now Palm Springs. That's the movie. Yeah. Once or twice. I, okay. I just want to make sure. You know, <laughs> we haven't seen each other in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Boys Lady is so much fun. It's a. Uh... Not something to watch all the time, but it, Sandro and Aquafina are just brilliant together. They are. I've that, seen that's it why twice now. Yeah, it's it, they're so good. Yeah, their chemistry is ridiculous. It, yeah. It's really great. So yeah, I recommend Quiz Lady. It's fun. Mm-hmm. No, easy recommend. Um, I guess the first one I'll start about. I won't say much because not many people have seen it yet. But Poor Things, mm. the new Yorgos Lathamos film. Oh boy, he's outdone himself. <laughs> it yeah. is. It is crazy in um, the comedy, as he loves his dark comedy, but just the world he builds, there's some truly jaw-dropping moments because you get this world that's somewhat... It's based in real cities and countries and stuff, but it's such a dark, twisted version of the world. And with it being a Frankenstein-esque story of Emma Stone's character is brought back to life, and this kind of purity and innocence to her discovering this world. It's truly a great mix, which leads for some great moments. The production design and just world building is incredible. Emma Stone, that might be her best performance. Because you start with this, she's just brought back to life and she can't speak. So she's mm-hmm. acting like that. Then she develops as a human being as she kind of sees the world. It's just such a rich role. So she's incredible. And I don't want to say anything more, but like make sure you watch it once it hits theaters because you won't want to miss it. So I have a question because I've watched uh, some YouTubers I, I you know I, I, I respect and I and I follow. Uh, mm-hmm. They've reviewed, they've had a chance to see the film as well. And some of them mentioned the runtime was a, the biggest issue. Did you feel it it's... at all? It's long. I was never bored. Okay. If you're not vibing with the film, then it's an issue. Okay. Because it's two hours and 20 minutes. Is this going to be this year's Everything Everywhere in terms of it's going to win a lot of people over in terms of Oscars and everything? or Oscar potential. Um, it's a stacked year. Right. 
And the biggest thing that everyone has to do is they have to beat Oppenheimer. Mm. Now, if there's one film that can pull it off for best picture, it I think it is Poor Things. Do I think it's going to happen? I think it's a long shot. I think it's it could maybe get some of the technical stuff if Oppenheimer doesn't take it or Barbie. I feel like it's one solid shot as best actress for Stone. Gotcha. Claimer's okay. second one because she is that good. But then there's another movie that's going to challenge that, which I'll bring up later. All right. Uh, you know, I'm going to talk about a movie I, I despise, and it's one of the year's worst films, and I can't believe I actually rented this so fucking bad, Ben. Uh, myself, my cousin, and I, we watched Expendables 4, and holy fucking shit, this movie is garbage. Um. Uh, and I, this is coming from someone who really enjoyed the first two. Like my dad and I saw the first two in theaters together. Um, I didn't like the third one that much. I thought it was it was a mistake making a PG thirteen, and it mm-hmm. felt like the nostalgia was starting to wear off a little bit. Like the the, the gimmick was starting to, it was starting to wear off that that down. Like the whole old guys, you know, getting back together, shooting up. You know, it just there are moments. It had moments. And the third this, one ha- that was the one with the younger cast, right? Yeah, and Ronda they didn't Rousey. bring any of them back, which seemed you should have yeah. brought them, used them more because they're bigger stars now. Like it had Glenn Powell. Let's be real. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> right. It had Glenn Powell. They just restart all over again, which I get. But um, this Ben and Darren felt like Adam Sandler's Grown Ups too. Everyone getting back together for a plot I can't remember. I can't. I can't tell you what happened. The best thing about this movie. Jason Statham, he 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 is trying, he is trying to save this movie. I, I, look, I'm glad Zach's not here, so I can I can say this more freely. Uh, <laughs> Megan Fox is God. I, I I oh my lord, Jesus Christ! Look, she is a childhood crush for everyone, forever. Look, forever and always, childhood crush, mm-hmm. right, Ben? But she, no, just no, no, no. And I'm not even gonna say she's a bad actress. She's acting in some indie indie work. That she's actually quite good in. Here, she was clearly in it for the paycheck. Mm-hmm. Lionsgate dumped a lot of money on that front porch because she was non-existent. And Darren, I did not like what they did with her character mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. And then they do something with Sylvester Stallone, which is even worse because it's so fucking predictable. Like it happens, and it's like, oh well. You know, I'm not gonna say it. They, they they kill him, Ben. They 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 blow up his plane, but of course he came back. Of course, he was coming back. Yeah, and here's the worst. It was thing. too early in the movie, movie for him to actually be dead. Exactly, <laughs> way too early. Yeah, this team has no chemistry, though, Darren. No chemistry. Oh, no, the green bed and the green screen. Holy shit! Oh my god, Darren, it's bad. Is it? I heard because I saw him in person at TIFF the week before the movie came out and he was talking about it and he said there was more green screen this time which makes sense because the production costs, the age of them all, like you can't be doing it practical like they did in the first two which is what made them fun it was yeah, largely the, practical no green screen the green screen is, it, I mean it is bad yeah. it's, it's bad yeah. so, I'm not bad. saying this is the worst movie of the year because it's not the, for me it's Mafia Mama, that movie's still <gasps> Yeah, like Mafia Mama. I, that it was, was so not, much fun. Tony Collette. I made muffins. <laughs> I I did not like that movie at all. Uh, <laughs> that was painful to get through. 
So that's the conversation for another day, though. Darren. Yeah. But yeah, this this was this was bad and all all the wrong. Just just yeah. Ugh, go ahead, Darren. I, I can't talk about it anymore. Okay, I'm gonna rapid fire like three or four here because go ahead, go so many. It. Okay, uh, dream scenario of Nicholas Cage. Oh, Nicholas man. Cage is fantastic. This role for a man who appears in people's dreams and he's the most average, boring man of all time. Perfect casting. He is brilliant. Um, if it wasn't such a stat year for the Oscars, I'd be like, hey, Nicholas Cage, he's right there, but there's not a chance at all. Um, but he's great. The story, really interesting take on society, cancel culture. And kind of fame and how stuff kind of blows up in an instant and is forgotten the next. Really interesting story. It could have got a little weirder for it being an A24 film. So I think that's what held me back from truly loving it. But it was really good. May, December with Natalie Portman, Julianne Moore, and Charles Melton. Three great performances. The surprise there is Charles Melton, who is... Most people know him from Riverdale, so we're not talking high acting caliber. He's incredible, raw, heartbreaking, heart-wrenching performance. It's like a ticking time bomb over the film. He's probably coming. He's in the Oscar conversation for a very good reason. And with it hitting Netflix this Friday, so I guess that's the day it'll be released. The first. It's worth checking out for the performances, especially his. Portman and more are great as always. Story, it's a tougher subject. It deals with a married couple, but the couple is a woman who started dating a 13-year-old. And it's looking at it 20 years after the fact. So it's dealing with tough subject matter, but in kind of a removed lens as Natalie Portman comes in to portray the wife in a TV movie. So it's very delicate to the matter, but it's a it's a subject matter, and it's done as a dark comedy, but very melodramatic soap opera esque, which is gonna rub some people the wrong way. Which is where it lost me. It was like you know, she opens up the fridge, the music's going full blast, and she's like, "I think we're out of hot dogs." That scene once, I'm not spoiling anything, but it's like this kind of like big soap opera build up and it's like a punchline so we'll see i think it's well done but there's that um i saw trolls three it was fun in sync is back that's why i was there it's colorful it was surprisingly funny if you're interested in seeing in sync worth a watch when it hits streaming um napoleon Ridley Scott, I have a bone to pick with you. Napoleon is this legendary historic figure, not in stature because he's small. Couldn't tell that watching Joaquin because he was basically the same size as everyone else. Um, it turns him into a farce. I think that was the intention, but when, because he is somewhat portrayed in history as being a bit of an idiot which you see as he marches them into russia in the middle of the winter at the same time he is meant to be this charismatic leader who gets all of france behind him moving out of the reign of marie antoinette and king louis whatever and then again when he comes back from his first exile and gets the french army behind him for the battle of waterloo 
you're not seeing that. Joaquin feels like he's on an SNL skit. There's one scene where I compare him to the cookie monster where he chases Vanessa Kirby going nom 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 and I was looking at my friend going he won an Oscar right like what is going on in this film um it's just totally all over the place and then it's two hours and 40 minutes so that was not a fun sit um the four-hour cut will no doubt improve the story because it hits Napoleon's big kind of tent marks in history to tell his story but you get no sense of their importance or what led up to them so the far cut will fix that. It will not fix the tone. And poor, poor Vanessa Kirby nearly broke her back carrying that film. She is wonderful, but unfortunately wasted. Um, Ridley Scott knows how to build a battle sequence, take these big grand sweeping moments with the cinematography and create that historical epic. But it's easily one of my least favorite films from him. And please, for the love of God, course correct with gladiator too because if this is any indication of what he's capable of doing right now i am very worried all right thank you darren all right uh i'll be real quick with my last two here um i had a chance darren to finally see exorcist believer the sequel to the what about the follow-up sequel to the exorcist i guess because I, I know there's been like 80 other exorcist sequels out there <laughs> it ignores the rest of them yeah clearly um I didn't hate this actually. I actually, I actually enjoyed it. Okay. Until I did it, uh, I think the, the first, first forty minutes are good. It's like, where are we going? This is an intriguing. Yes, the family drama is where it's the strongest, and it's, and it's dark. The performances there from the two girls and Leslie Odom Jr. are good. Yes, and then it just falls the off the rails. Exorcism stuff is is it's wonky. It's bad. We exercised it's, someone. It was so boring. Like I it, couldn't it tell you that that happened. Very dull. Yeah, uh, that's that's where the film loses lost me. Mm-hmm. But then something happens. At the and very also end. what it did to Alan Burstyn too. And then what it used oh. her for for the remainder of the film was like, yeah. really, we're gonna yeah. do this? Cool. Yeah. David but Gordon Green. I have a bone to pick. Yeah, I'm I'm not <laughs> a fan of his right now. But uh, I did like the very end the last i guess the last actual exorcism darren because it's kind of like a a choice that has to be made and i did like that part of it um and then the ending like it just kind of (laughs) ends yeah i i wasn't a fan i didn't hate it like everyone else but i was like will i watch it when the sequel comes out just to remind myself that nothing happened sure but like nothing more i'm watching the original yeah, so I it's 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 then I'll say wait wait for Peacock. Oh um, yeah, so, don't don't spend yeah, money on don't, it. Don't don't spend money on it. I, I think okay. Peacock is where yeah it belongs. A lot of people are gonna find it and probably find yeah wrong with it because like Darren said, the first 40, 45 minutes are actually surprisingly really good. Um, it's a good setup, and then it doesn't deliver exactly. And then uh, leave the world behind. One theater, one theater in Georgia. Was playing this movie, so I had to go. I drove there. I went. To, I drove. I did the 45, 50 minute drive downtown to go see it. Yeah. The more I thought about it, Darren, since we last talked about it, I was like, there are things I really liked about this movie, and there are things that I don't like about this movie. Um, everyone's great. That's that's kind of a highlight here. Everyone's fantastic. Ethan Hawke, uh, Mahershala and Julie Roberts, especially, she's fantastic. Do not expect a lot of Kevin Bacon. 
Just just know that going in. Okay. He does play a role, but do not go in expecting a lot of Kevin Bacon. This is okay. a cont- kind of a, a contained apocalyptic thriller, mm-hmm. uh, really centered on these four uh, four characters and their family and you know their, their children and everything, or yeah. these two families and their family. But this movie thinks it's it, it's, too, it's too it's too smart for its own good, Ben. Like I said, it thinks it's smarter mm-hmm. than the audience, and there are moments. Where I'm like, oh, okay, really? Do we really need that? Like, sometimes you get a little too artsy fartsy. Um, I will say this though, I had a really good time watching it in the theater. So if you if you can't see it, Darren, in the theater, I know you're waiting for Netflix, but if if it's possible for anyone, if there's else, a Showtime that works, I'll be there. Exactly. But it's just not I, I, working right now. The performances are why you watch the movie, mm-hmm. and the 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 why of what what's going on. I liked it. Oh, but you know I can't really get into it because so that's going to get into spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a, a very popular TV show is mentioned quite a bit throughout this movie. Um, okay. I'm not going to say what show that is, but when you watch when you watch the movie, whether it's in theaters or on Netflix next weekend, there's a, there's a show that's actually quite pivotal to all this. Um, does for it, one cer- certain character, does it spoil that show? That's more what I'm worried about. I'm like, I'm behind on some stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I don't. Here, well, let me list, let me list well... the two shows I'm behind on that it could affect. And if we're good, I'm fine. The Boys and Mandalorian. No, it's an older show. Perfect. Okay, older. That's fine, yeah. Um, well, if it's old, I probably know. If not, it's my fault for not having seen it. <laughs> I will say this. And I'll, I'll people, there was a reunion special for it. That's all I'll say. Um, oh. for this show, yeah, oh, okay, that's all I'll say. I've that's... seen the ones that have had reunion specials, so I think we're good. There There's two reunion. I'm thinking of, so yeah, it's it's probably one, it's probably one of those two, then, yeah. So, and then the movie kind of the movie ends, and I wasn't very satisfied with how it ended. Now, I'm very much looking forward to the rewatch next week to see if I enjoy it more because there are some really great, like, tense moments, there's some really good character moments. Uh, really good back and forth. The, but like I said, the performances though, Julia Roberts especially, she's fantastic. And Mahersha Ali, and I'm forgetting the other the actress's name, but she was just recently in Bodies, 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 Ben. And I'm I'm forgetting the actress's name. Rachel Sennett. No, she's not. No, she's not. No, 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 not not her. It is. Oh, where is she? Yeah, my my Mahaya Mahila Mahila Harold. Oh, her, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's actually she's one of the strong points of this uh, okay. of this show of this show of this movie as well. So, um, I, a rewatch might be required for this movie, Darren. Okay. Um. So I'm very I'm, I'm curious for our conversation next weekend when you get a chance to watch it because it's uh, like I said it's entertaining. I was never bored. I was just unsatisfied with certain elements. Okay. And so that's all I've got movie wise i thought okay. of one which is not really of yeah. note but uh good burger 2 came out oh. um, it's uh it's a sequel to good burger if you can figure <laughs> that out um which is a nickelodeon classic uh mm-hmm. one one i liked as as a kid um 
the the sequel's really just it feels just like an elongated SNL skip. <laughs> uh kind of like Napoleon, honestly. No. Uh <laughs> but shorter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a lot shorter. Um, but it I, I don't know, Keaton and, and Kel get right into the roles again. Uh so that's kind of fun. Um there's there's some good jokes that I, I laughed at, uh, and some some good cameos and stuff, but it um it goes by quick, so that's good. But it's just kind of, it's just kind of there. If you like the first one, then you know you might enjoy this. Uh, but no need to to rush to see it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for films, guys. So let's move on to television. Finally, <laughs> because I want to make sure we, we you know we keep a keep yeah. a good, keep it moving here. So I feel like I we have one films. movie. One maestro. Maestro. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, real quick. Real so quick. I just saw it today. So this is like out of the theater reaction, but it what Bradley Cooper has done for like a second film directorial effort, he's no one trick pony. All right. So Darren, this is, this is my question because you know how much I love A Star is Born. Am I going to like this more than A Star is Born? For me, I did, but it's a biopic. So it's a very different type of film. So I would never compare them. Okay. I think what he's done here in like telling kind of Leonard Bernstein and his wife's story is incredible, but it's not so much the direction, it's his performance. He spent years learning about Bernstein, fully immersing himself, learning how to conduct. Like, it's such an immersive performance that you forget you're watching Bradley Cooper at times. There is literally one scene where he conducts for like six, seven minutes, just going full out. I was just sitting there in theaters, stunned and just starting to cry. So you're just watching this going like, this is a master at the top of his game. This is the performance every actor wants to give in their lifetime. And as much as I love Killian Murphy and Oppenheimer, I'm like, well, Bradley might have just stole the Oscar. Interesting, interesting, interesting. And then Carrie Mulligan is equally as brilliant as Ooh. his wife. So, like, she's the competition for Emma Stone. Gotcha. Because it'll be Emma's second win. Carrie's not got a win, and coming off of Promising Young Woman, where she where was, she should have won. Have won. Yes. Yeah. It's like she's got the narrative behind her, and it's a very the two of them. They're very raw, emotional, and just beautiful performances it's in theaters now if you get a chance to watch it in theaters for the music alone and just some of the cinematography choices that is the way to watch it it is immersive but most people watch that netflix because no one's going to go watch a movie about a composer conductor in theaters hey 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 look i saw tar in theaters i know it was not it wasn't a biopic but it felt like a biopic at times that was great (laughs) um I'm, I'm 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 interested in seeing this because there is an art house theater that you're playing it there, and so I'm go 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 okay go I'm, do it. All right. Oh shit! All right, I guess that weekend yeah. my Friday or Saturday plans yeah. are kind of set yeah. then, I guess. So should I just skip my football party on Saturday and just go go see Maestro instead? Like, I don't want to say that, but like I would. Like <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on now, guys. It's in television. Uh, this won't be as long as our film reviews were um, because, you know, Darren, you and I just love Monarch so much and have so much to say about how great that show is. What episode are you uh, at right now on Monarch? What's airing right now? Is it, what, episode I, five? Uh, episode four, I think, is this four, week. Okay. So I, I haven't watched three yet. I've only watched the first two. First two. I, okay. I just, I couldn't. Gotcha. I couldn't, Darren. Um, so 
we'll come back to Monarch. Let's talk about the show yeah. we've all watched to varying degrees, which is The Curse, another Emma Stone mm-hmm. project. Um, I've only seen the first episode. Ben's seen the first two. Darren, how many have you seen? First two. Okay. So I'll go first. I know you guys in the first two. Um, I don't know what to think right now. <laughs> I really don't. This show is bizarre. It has made me very uncomfortable. And yet I want to keep watching it. <laughs> like there's something that keeps bringing me back. And it's like, are they are they really cursed? And I've only seen the first episode, but um, I guess the question really hasn't been answered been of like, are they cursed or not? Which, you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's A24, so they probably are cursed. But uh, <laughs> you guys, I've never... I mean, I've watched like real life interviews that made me uncomfortable. This made me <laughs> so oh. uncomfortable. The first ten minutes of that first episode, that interview is just like oh you're watching. God. You're like, "Holy crap, this is so uncomfortable!" And like, I feel sick and vile, and like, you're all in. I, and then I, it didn't quite continue that for me. And I don't no, know. that's that's my problem with it. Like after the interview, I kind of felt like, oh. The yeah. energy just kind of just went away for me. The, the, the thing keeping me together or keeping me invested was uh, what's his name? Was it Nathan Fielder? Is that, is that yeah. His name? yeah, yeah. He's he's the reason why I'm sticking around because he's the best character in the show right now. Um, there's an interaction with a little girl involving some money. <laughs> it's just yeah. Ben, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> And then the scene keeps going because it like goes to inside a convenience store to get some cash, and I'm like, "What the hell?" Or not a what was it like a restaurant, or whatever. But yeah, <sighs> yeah, I don't know what to think, Ben. And like I said, I've only watched one episode. You guys have seen two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking about it with our buddy Shane too, Ben. It's like I messaged him right afterwards, or I messaged him after the interview happened. I was like, I don't know if I can keep watching this, Shane. I'm really uncomfortable. It's like just keep watching. Let's keep so yeah i'm i'm gonna keep going because nathan fielder is keeping me invested right now but i'm i'm kind of scared to right now ben i'm kind of scared to keep going so uh, i'll let you two kind of take the take this one over because you guys have seen more episodes than i have so for me i usually don't like and yeah i usually don't like the kind of awkward <laughs> uh real life humor stuff or whatever um there, the Nathan for you friends were watching it, um, where Nathan Fielder helps out people with their businesses, whatever. I'm like, okay, this is funny in some parts, but kind of weird. Uh, his show, The Rehearsal, is excellent because there's a, a human aspect to it, and he's he's awkward in everything that he does, um, but he's he's helping people with awkward situations in that one, um, which I think is on HBO or Max, whatever, uh, which is really good. So then for this one. Uh, yet again, he's playing that awkward character, and it's a weird mix of <laughs> feeling like it's it's real, you know, kind of hidden camera awkward stuff, and then there's this storyline set to it, which I have not seen Fielder in something like that before. Um, and Emma Stone, with how great an actress she is, it's just really weird <laughs> to me to see her playing this character, and then I feel like Nathan's kind of himself. I don't know. It's a it's a jumble. Um, and then honestly, I didn't recognize uh, Benny Safdie, which is kind of no. dumb because he, he just put a wig on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I didn't I didn't recognize him mm-hmm. um, at first. So uh, yeah, I'm still interested. I've looked up twice now when the next episode comes up because the Thanksgiving break it had you know a little. Uh, 
a little break there. Um, so I'm I'm still interested to watch it, but it is it's it's really weird. Uh, but there are some parts I laugh out loud at that I think are funny, and then it gets awkward, and then I'm like, what are we? Where is this going? So um, yeah, maybe we'll have a more full review after uh, it all ends. But right now it's it's weird, but I'd kind of recommend I, I, it. I don't know about that. I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> well, at know least a little <laughs> little snippet or something. Maybe maybe yeah, <laughs> not a full episode. Yeah, no, no, no. The second episode, it didn't help me. Like, it continues that uncomfortable, <laughs> weird comedy mixture. You're like, okay, this is bonkers, and I can't not watch, but, like, I don't want to. So it's <laughs> icky. The second episode does its own thing and forgets the curse and everything that they set up in the first episode. So I was like, am I watching the same show? And then yeah. it does its scathing social commentary again, which is funny and good. Emma Stone is brilliant at what she does in it, because... I don't. I would not have reacted like she did. I would have been like flipping tables, going like, "What is this nonsense?" But you can't do that. <laughs> you have to play that game. But I don't know. I'm not. I'll keep going, but like I'm in no rush to finish it. All right, Darren. Let's talk about. Uh, let's let's go to Apple TV Plus, Darren, shall we? And yeah. let's talk about. We can talk about Monarch. And then we can let's talk get about it out we... of the way. Yeah, then we can talk about the other yeah. show we actually liked. Yeah, and um, on like high note, yeah, I like that. A monarch. Look, I like them. I've enjoyed the MonsterVerse. I've I've enjoyed. I, I love Godzilla. Uh, ben, you know my thoughts on King of the Monsters. I whatever. Um, Kong was fun, and Godzilla versus Kong was everything I wanted in the monster mm-hmm. movie. That was that was perfection for me for a MonsterVerse movie, not like yeah. an actual film, but for a monster yeah. movie, it gave me everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't fully finished the animated show yet on netflix skull Island, because it's not great it's 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 not it's 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 just average um so i was really curious but what kept me interested what got me invested darren was okay we could see more monsters and kurt russell all right who doesn't want to see kurt russell in a a monster for a show i don't because this show was boring the hell out of me right now it's it's a weird show so you were saying you're at episode for now so i've seen the first eight episodes it's more interesting when it's covering the history of monarch with um anders holm um wyatt russell kurt russell's son and they're playing the same character but in different time periods which is kind of interesting i find that the history stuff is more interesting but the whole premise of the show is built around monarch has been the mysterious organization tying together all the monsterverse Mm -hmm. stories And you're waiting to get some reveals about it. Instead, from what I've seen, I'm not seeing reveals that are enticing going, oh, I needed to know that. It's, oh, this is how this sets up one of these other films that we've already seen. So it's not adding anything to it. It's perfectly fine. The first episode was a little slower. It gets better from two through five, then it slumps again. Um, I haven't seen the last two yet. Apparently they're coming soon. It does end on a bit of a cliffhanger that could promise a exciting final two episodes, but yeah, it's not as good as, you know, the Godzilla, the Kong or Godzilla versus Kong. Is it better than King of the Monsters? It's definitely more interesting, but it doesn't have the giant battles. So like, right. take that for what it is. So what's keeping 
me invested in the show, Darren is actually the um what's her name? Cat Kate. Oh, I, the I daughter. Like, yeah. Yeah, I like what they're doing with her. And she's the performer who I think I don't know, I forgot her name already. She's really great in the series. They're all really good in the series. There's no yeah. bad performances. No, there's not. But I just like her character particularly because yeah. she has it's a it's a substance question. Of, yeah. Yeah. Because they do some flashbacks to the San Francisco. And I mm-hmm. first of all, that San Francisco flashback was haunting. That was done so well. Yeah. Um, I wish we had more of that. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, Apple should have warned us, like, oh yeah, you're not gonna get this many monsters this early on. But of course, they're not gonna do that. That would be bad marketing for them. Um, no. So but yeah, Ben, if you ever do watch the bed, don't expect a lot of monsters early Wait on. for it all to be out, then watch it. It's a I, binge show. That's how I watched the first date. I watched it all in one kind of afternoon, evening. It's not something you want to watch week to week, per se. No, it's not. You want to kind I, of stockpile a few and then go through them. Exactly. Now, something I will recommend everyone should watch, I think they're not going to both agree, uh, Lessons in Chemistry. Oh my gosh. I, one of the best shows of the year. Oh my gosh. I agree, Darren. Now, look, Ben, I've watched, uh, this was legit my 47th show i finished this year so i mean look, i can knock out tv shows like 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 a like a like a crack like a crack addict you know can get through cocaine but this darren i, I i'm trying to think of a better performance than brie larson this year in television oh i was gonna say brie larson period this is her best performance. She is so. I I would I good. might have to agree. I might have to agree. Like she's very that. good in room. Room is a harrowing performance, but <clears throat> this what she does, the peculiarities of her character, the arc she goes through, what she does as a woman trying to make it in a male dominated industry in the sciences going out into another industry where she's being told what to do, what to say and play by these rules and breaking every barrier along the way on top of being a mother. Like it's such a brilliant role and she's just incredible as is the whole cast, but she's just wow. There is a big Bay theory alum in this show and has he is so freaking good. And there's like, yeah, there, I couldn't help but think there are glimpses of Stuart in this. Oh, show. there totally is. Yeah. 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 There are glimpses of like, there's just like mm-hmm. moments when he's like taking out other women. I'm like, this is so Stuart. Um, yeah. yeah. Will Pullman. Lewis Pullman. Oh, oh my God. Sorry. Gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Lewis Pullman. Oh, what? Oh, we're, we're not talking this. about that. We're not talking about it. When you get to episode two, you're not ready. You're not ready. You're not ready. That's all and I'm you think say. you're not ready, then get ready for episode three where they narrate it oh. from the dog's point of view. Oh, it's, God. Oh, my gosh. Can we talk about a more brilliant episode oh, of television? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, this is this is what Darren said. This is one of the, the first episodes. You're like, okay, this is going to be like a yeah. fun sweet. show. Yeah, fun, sweet. And yeah. then episodes two through eight, you're crying every episode. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> and yeah. the daughter is fucking adorable oh, oh so... my god and the reveal of the daughter like oh my gosh what this show is just brilliant it is brilliant everyone needs to watch it and actually this darren this might be the most satisfying other than loki 
this might be the most satisfying finale this year I've watched on television. I think I have to like really think about it, but this was a very satisfying there is some finale. very satisfying finale. So like we had Succession. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm not caught up on Succession, so I can't say that. Okay, uh, and like there is Succession, there is Ted Lasso, there is Follow the House of Usher, which was a bleak ending, but it. Okay, so that's why I said I had to think about fell. it. I had to think about it. <laughs> Okay. But no, lessons lessons in chemistry is right up there. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, sure. I can I mean Mar- Marvel's Mrs. Maisel that the last season was very satisfying. Um yeah, the, the limited series, but then you need to watch this like ASAP. It is it's so good. And I hope Brie gets I know she's Golden coming Globe's for her Emmy. Yeah, she, she's coming for the Emmy. Yeah. And she will probably win the Golden Globe for television. She's I mean, I think it's I think it's a lock. I don't, I honestly don't know who could challenge her. Maybe Rachel Brosnahan, maybe. But other than that, I it's but I think she'd it's be in limited series. Oh, that's so. right. Yeah, comedy. Yeah. It'd be Emma so. Stone for the curse. Oh well, then fuck it. Yeah, we must go out the back. Yeah, but yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, another you know, going back on Apple TV Plus real quick, Ben. I did finish the last season of the or the latest season of the Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Best season they've done, in my opinion. This was this was interesting. The season. Okay. I, I I really enjoyed this season. And bringing in John Hamm was one of the reasons why. John Hamm plays a douche, to say the least. He is an ass <laughs> to the highest degree of being an asshole. Um, but somewhat based off a real person. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> he renamed um, a company. <laughs> so, there, so there, did you watch Morning Show season three? I oh then no. I did. No, 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 I was just, I was asking oh, you me. there. Oh, yeah. I did. I liked season one better, but season three was way better than season two. Absolutely. Yeah, season two was a kind of a... My one complaint yeah. with season three is Reese and Jen aren't together. You, no. They broke up the power couple for almost the entire season, and I wanted them together. Yes. Because that's what made the show, is the two of them and their dynamic. But there wasn't teased. enough this tease that they're probably going to be doing a lot more of them too in yeah. season four. Yeah. It's, it's hopefully coming back, but that was Which my is, one thing about season three. I'm like, we needed more of them to get together. Yep. Cause and I say this, I want to say this too there. I feel like season four is probably going to be its last. I could see it wrapping up in four or if not five, I think yeah. it's going to wrap up. But I'll say this, this is the most I've ever liked Billy Crudup as Corey. Like I like his performance, but Corey. Is, <laughs> yeah, Corey is great this season. <laughs> Corey is fantastic this season. Uh, so yeah, but I just like the last two or three episodes. Like you really felt the intensity of the situation they're going through. Like they yeah. do a really good job of just ramping up the. Yeah, tension. the last two are great. That's where it hits its stride. It's like back to how good season one is at that point. Yeah. Yep. I'll say this: the season didn't start strong, but it progressively <laughs> no. got better. As, as it went along. That's why I like one better. One was just, it hit the ground running and it never stopped yes. being excellent. This was a bill, like round episode, what was it three or four? It finally hits yeah. its stride and then it goes. Like I think, well, I think the, uh, the flashback episode for me is really when the season really started to get going. When they go back during to COVID. Yeah. That's that's when I really Well, because you have this time good. jump. You're like, what's going on? Did I miss something? And you're like Googling. You're like, no, I've not missed anything. But it's just then, time jumped and not filled in the gaps. This show tricked me so much because I thought something happened between Corey and 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 Bradley, and I was like, I, oh, oh, that happened. Oh, something yeah, worse that, happened. That yeah. happened, and then you had this episode six. Was it with Corey and Bradley? 
You know that episode. Yeah. <laughs> I won't spoil yeah. it, but yeah. oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'll say this, Darren. It's in my top 10 shows of the year. In terms of like, okay. just, uh, yeah, I, I okay. love the season because like, like I said, the back half of the season was so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, but that's it. Oh, I did finish Scott Pilgrim. I did binge Scott Pilgrim, my cousin. Okay. And that, that show sucked. I, I didn't like it. Oh, wow. Oh, that's the okay. first I've heard that. Okay. Yeah. I've well, because it, but... it's, it should have been called Ramona. Whatever mm. takes on the world because this is flowers. I've yeah. heard it makes a drastic change in episode one or two. And yeah. Yeah. I've not heard much more than that. I wasn't a fan. Things. Yeah. Of the decision they made. And yeah. I, for me, it kind of, I kind of just didn't really care the rest of the way through. So fair. Um, but I'll, that's up for you guys to decide if you guys are going to watch it, whatever. But that will do it for our TV and movie reviews. I will say everyone one needs thing. to watch Slow Horses on Apple. Season three starts up. Ooh, I think okay. tomorrow. Okay. So it'll be it'll be airing by the time this episode is live. Especially okay. you, Ben. It's a spy thriller, Ian Fleming, John Lacare esque modern times, Gary Oldman, all the reject yeah. and my five agents. Six episode seasons. It's one of the best shows on TV. It is so good and no one watches it. It's a crime. <laughs> but it's already been renewed for season four. So let's get that season five, six renewal because they shoot back to back. Let's get two more. Come on, everyone, watch it. <laughs> Watch it. You heard the man. <laughs> and before we could go to our app, I just want to uh, thank Best Buy so much <laughs> for delaying my Oppenheimer 4K Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I still don't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, Do they have stock? Do you have th- a copy? It's out no, of stock in the U.S. They're making more discs. <laughs> it is out of stock. Um, and Best Buy's like, if you don't get it by Monday, we're gonna, you know, you'll still get your copy, and we'll fully refund you. So I was like, okay, fine. But. Uh, you know, I, I have it on digital, so I've watched it on digital a couple of times, but it, I mean, it doesn't hit. It's the not same the same because show. it's the best looking 4K disc on the market. Well, I pre-ordered mine on Amazon back in July, and it arrived day yeah, one. Right. And, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, my WandaVision 4K comes tomorrow, though, so I'm excited about that. So, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's nice. It's arriving on time somewhat. There's a sin that because he knows what happened to my Loki 4K. It took a week to get here. Anyway, let's go to an ad break, gentlemen. And we're not pretending my one edition's downstairs. <laughs> ad break, Benjamin. <laughs> ad break. <laughs> da, 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 da. Okay, we're back. I flew to Canada. I beat up Darren. Came back. We're ready. To All go. good. All good. All good. We uh we hooked we hooked it out there. We hooked it out. We did. After I beat him up. So yeah. Uh Ben, real quick yes. here. I mean, this is a rapid fire, gentlemen, of uh choose your own row. And Darren gonna like this one because it involves one of their favorite film franchises. Boom. Okay, here we go. In row one, we have oh, that's right, Ben Scott Johansson's in one of those com- oh. column too. Yay. Uh, so in row one we have Marriage Story, Harry Potter and Prisoner of Azkaban, mm. and Godzilla. In row two we have The Masterful Her, uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the best Harry Potter film, and uh, Peter Jackson's 2005 King Kong, the best monster film out there. Uh, fight me. And then third row three we have Lucy, Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part Two. Just gonna let that sink in for Darren for a second. And then uh, Godzilla vs Kong. So I want to pick a column. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet you do. But you can. That's not how this show works. 
Uh, row yeah, one. No. I figured you were going to choose row one, Darren. I don't love Lucy. And I'm more of a marriage story than her person. So by default, I picked Scarlet because I could do any of the middle column and any of the last column. So, yeah. Uh, for me, it's row two. I love her. I think her is probably my f- outside of the MCU films, I think. That's my favorite Scarlett Johansson film is probably her. Even though Mary Stewart's my favorite performance of hers, Ben, her is my favorite. Um, not Harry Potter, like I said, Goblet of Fire and King Kong are just two of my favorite films of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially King Kong. I, I I adore that movie. So, and Goblet of Fire, Darren, you and I have talked about it. Goblet of Fire is top 20 of all time for me. I love yeah. it. Great, great movie. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's, it's easy, number two <laughs> as well. Um, I haven't I haven't pitched her and Marriage Story against each other before, so I don't know. Um, but I I've seen her more, of course, because it's older. Um, but I do I I love that movie. Uh, Capital of Fire, I think, still is my favorite Harry Potter. And then uh, King Kong is is excellent. That Peter Jackson one, and the video game is great too. Yeah, yes. it is great. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just the the video game, the 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 uh, the new video game, King Kong game, that's out there. <laughs> I saw the trailer. What the hell? I'll <laughs> <laughs> say, what the yeah. hell? Yeah. Uh, Darren, I will say, Rogue One is quite depressing. We really think about the subject matter in all three of those movies. <laughs> I love the first Godzilla, though. That's my favorite MonsterVerse film. I know it's it just is so dark the and Jaws <laughs> version. You don't see yeah. it, Godzilla, for the first hour. The build up, the anticipation, mm-hmm. and some of the cinematography. It's so. Striking, I love it. Oh. Yes, yeah. All right, and then gentlemen. Prisoner of Azkaban is not my favorite Harry Potter, but the best directed of them all. Alfonso is just—I I would agree with that. I incredible, with that. there. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right, well done, gentlemen. Well done. Okay, so we're going to get dive into some news now, Ben. Mm-hmm. And I want to start with this. In a bit, we're going to do our uh, top 10 most anticipated films of 2024 here shortly. We're going to record that episode here very soon. And uh, one film you know that's going to be on my list is Madam Web. And of course, the day after, a day or two after we recorded our last episode, before we went on our break, the Madam Web trailer dropped. Of course, right. that happened. Right. Um, you know. And our phone started blowing up right then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know who sent you guys those messages. <laughs> no idea. No one on this chat. No, absolutely not. No, no way. Uh, okay, I have thoughts. <laughs> uh-huh. You've got two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Darren. You know, you and I talked about it for you know a minute, and I enjoy the trailer. I I, I wasn't over the moon about it. Mm-hmm. Um. I felt some of the line delivery, the, the, the line delivery problem is still a problem for me, Darren. It, it's like, oh God, this is really going to ruin her fucking career if this movie sucks. Like I'm I'm getting those kind of vibes, Darren. Um I'll explain it's, why in a little bit. But I fully get you, yeah. Yeah. I, I Sony, I feel like is purposely trying to ruin this woman's career. Um but like we talked about Darren, like Dakota's doing this for a reason. I hope. Like I hope she saw something in that script. <laughs> like she's a big enough star. If she wanted to do a Marvel movie, she could have walked over to Feige and been like, hey. Yes. So the fact she picked Madam Webb, 
I can see why she picked it from the trailer. This looks like a very feminist based film. Yes, and she's very she's always about yeah. that, which I respect about her. Absolutely. I feel like she went in with this is the idea. Then what came out, it was too late to pull the cord at that point, since she's not just starring, but producing it. Or her production <laughs> companies. I feel like it might have been a little too late. <laughs> hold, and it's hold like, on. Hold on. on that note. So they released the trailer and they released the featurette and the beginning of the featurette. She both she lied to everyone. She's like, I've been a fan of Marvel Comics since like my whole life. And I was like, bullshit. <laughs> so you have not. <laughs> I don't believe you for a goddamn second. And uh, yeah, that that was a lie. A- absolute lie. Yeah. Um quickly on the trailer. <laughs> I feel like there's multiple movies going on at once in this trailer. There is the horror final destination thing going mm-hmm. on. There is this mm-hmm. team up movie. There is some mm-hmm. villain trying to stop the future there's just so much going on mm-hmm. and it's a bloody long trailer like trailer should mm-hmm. not be over two minutes that was over three it's too long too yep. much the line yep. delivery i don't want to say it's gonna be bad but i'm very worried I, darren i'm worried about the line. i am so worried and i'll say this i think at least i'm probably gonna have fun with it not just because Dakota's in it, but I feel like there's enough camp in here where like I could probably leave having. If it leans time. into the camp, it's gonna be enjoyable, but I don't right. think it's gonna be good. If you no, know, no, I mean. yeah, I look. Morbius was terrible, and Ben, you and I have voiced our opinions on Venom too a lot on this pod. Um, we, you know, the best part about the movie was the incredible post-credit scene. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I, Darren, Ben, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'll say it again. If this movie's bad, I don't know if she. It's gonna take her a minute to come back. Come back from this one. She will come back quick enough. Um, she'll pick a bunch of indie roles like she did last time, right? And she'll knock it out of the park in every film, and then she won't do another big film like this. Probably not. Yeah, I, she won't do another action superhero type thing. She'll do a rom com. She'll do something that's not on this level, and she'll be fine. She she what comes back no that? problem. Natalie Portman, man. Sort of how I feel about Natalie Portman. She you know, just thrives in those indie roles, and then she, yeah. she does store sure. or no strings attached. Yeah, and I don't don't care about her at all. Yeah, so she'll be and, fine, but it'll be a bad year. Well, I'm looking forward because it looks like Daddy is probably going to come out next year. So oh, she'll be I, fine after Daddy She's brilliant. Okay, the movie's brilliant. Yeah. So. Ben, thoughts trailer? Yeah, there's there's a lot going on in the trailer, and I feel like it tries to give you enough enough information to explain stuff, and I'm still confused on the story, so I don't know what's going on. There. Ben, her uh, mom was in the Amazon researching spiders. spiders. Oh. <laughs> she works <Sure>. upstairs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she nearly ran me over of her ambulance. <laughs> it's all connected. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't know what's going on. So um yeah, and then the whole yeah, I don't. It, it was that was very much not a good trailer. Um, I feel like it comes down to the chemistry of of the leads, um, and like you're saying, the camp. If it's if they lean into the camp, because Morbius, I feel like took itself seriously and just wasn't good um, for for some parts, uh, most parts. So yeah, if they lean to the camp, it's funny, it's fun. Then it would that would be the saving grace. But otherwise, I'm not seeing much there. Even if it doesn't do the camp funny, just don't take it as serious as Jared Leto and Morbius. This is yeah, not your Oscar-winning yeah. role. Like, do not go that hard. <laughs> right. 
I will say the beginning of the trailer with the whole Final Destination thing, that was cool. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. first 30 seconds are cool, yeah. then the rest of it happens. I was like, yeah. oh, damn, okay, yeah. I'm about to prove all your motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, shit, it's still going. <laughs> uh, I just think they've got the worst marketing campaign, and why is it coming out on Valentine's Day? Why? Well, t- Darren, yeah, because it, it's the day it comes out the day after my birthday, so you know, and it's after your birthday, I know. But like, there's another Sydney Sweeney movie that should be coming out on that day, and this should be coming out in like another time of the year. <laughs> yes, like any other time of the year, I agree. Yes, yeah. yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. So yeah, Ben, I'm not over the moon on this trailer. Uh, I will say, when I saw Hunger Games, they did play this trailer again. I was like, oh, I had fun. It, lo- it did play better on the big screen than it did on my phone. I will say mm-hmm. that. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just worried. I'm very worried, but we don't worry. We will still do the 24-hour live spoiler review. We'll have all the coverage, all the breakdown. So it'll be fun. Okay. Oh, Ben, that's right. I forgot to tell you that. So, yeah, yeah 24 oh, nah, I'm busy that day. I know you're not. So <laughs> let's move on. Let's talk about... Oh, yeah, something unfortunate. Someone else who's also busy on that day, any day. You didn't um, say what day it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, two people who are we doing that story. <laughs> two people who are no longer going to be a part of a franchise anymore. Melissa Barrera and Jenna Ortega are no longer going to be a part of Scream 7. Um, I don't want to get into whole TMZ bullshit drama. Let's just talk about the movie, the franchise itself as a whole. Um, everyone is rooting for Scream 7 to not happen anymore. Listen, I am of two mindsets on that. Okay. Uh, as a fan, yeah, it's okay to say that. Sure. Um, as a business, uh, Paramount is definitely going to release Scream 7. They need to make money so they can keep giving us Tom Cruise running around in Paris it's all the time. their most profitable franchise, and they killed it in 24 hours, and I kind of loved every second of it. Like, what can I say? <laughs> it was just like, oh, we're, we're really, we're, yeah. Like, and then they were like, Oh yeah, we want Neve Campbell and Patrick Dempsey because one Paramount exec probably saw Thanksgiving over the holiday and was like, "Let's put Patrick Dempsey in this now because he was that. great in Thanksgiving." Yeah. Like, well, so it is not just Paramount; it's Spyglass, Spyglass. that did the wiring, which was also Thank you. Thanksgiving. So that's the Dempsey connection. Okay. Um, and they want him back from Scream Three. Um, I'm of two minds. I'm all for companies taking stances. I'm not well versed enough in this, but I think this, while well, their intentions may have been pure, did not exactly go well because I've read some of the stuff that was there. Now, I don't know enough to say, but it was never, let's support Hamas, the terrorist group that's doing all this. This is the Palestinian children who are dying. You can see both sides here. You can see it. Um, do I think if they want to fire Melissa Barrera, I'm not going to challenge that decision. This is not my political stance I'm taking. The dumb thing was they did that knowing Jenna Ortega was not going to be available for Scream 7, hoping she would do a cameo or like a small something. If they were going to do this, they should have, A, first of all, changed production dates, got Jenna to sign a contract, and then do this because now... If the rumors online are to be believed, she wants out of the franchise altogether. Which I don't blame her for. 
the core four is now down to two and the other two can't carry the film. They need Patrick and Nev back. Will Nev come back? I highly doubt it. They messed around last film, didn't pay her. So unless they come back offering the sun and the moon, which they before said she wasn't even worth what she thought she was worth. I think we've just killed Scream, which is a travesty because it's my favorite horror franchise. Yeah, I, I love Scream 6. That movie was... That was the best since the original. It was, yeah. Yeah, I, to me, it's my personal favorite. And I think it's because of the core four, Darren. So, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, if, if Scream 7 happens, so be it. I'll go see it. If it doesn't happen, I feel like Scream 6 ends in the place where it kind of is a nice I feel like we're seeing another reboot coming. Probably. Which is too bad because I was really excited about the director choice. Mm, I'm blanking yeah. on Chris Christopher Landon. Landed, who did yeah. Freaky Happy Death, Happy Day. Death Day. Yeah. This was he was primed to make a screen movie. Like he was ready for years. I'm like, okay, when they move over Matt and the other guy, I'm like, it's Chris. And then they hired him. I'm like, yes. And now it's yeah. And do I remember hearing that it was going to be holiday themed as well? Or set I'd heard holidays. those rumors. Nothing was ever confirmed, but I heard it was oh, okay. Christmas based. But yeah. yeah, that was exciting. But they're too. doing a full new script and everything now, from what I've heard, as they yeah. readdress how to move forward. So, yeah, it's still a developing story because a, how do they move forward? And b, Jenna Ortega is only officially out for seven, but I've heard her contract was only for five, six. So, like, yeah, yeah. we'll see what happens. <laughs> Well, look, this frees up Jenna Ortega to come back for the last season of You, because that's where I really wanted to come back to anyway. <laughs> so she needs to come back and do that before she right. goes and does anything else in the Scream franchise anyway. So, all right, Ben, let's move on. Let's talk yeah. about Creed Four. It's officially happening. Yeah, uh, I love this franchise, or I love the three Creed movies. Rocky as a whole, I'm, you know, I'm whatever on, but the, the three Creed movies I love, and Creed Three might be my favorite of the three of the three movies. Might be, might be, Ben, might be. Is it because of my love for Jonathan Majors as an actor? Mm-hmm. Yes. Not the human being. Not the human being. Just as an actor. Yeah. I Ben Ben knows the story already. I, I he is mm-hmm. before all this shit happened, he was probably my favorite actor working in Hollywood other than Devoto Johnson. He, he I was loving him there. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this other this all this shit gets resolved so we can get more Jonathan Majors because he is a tremendous performer. It's not looking he's good a though. tremendous performer. I don't know if he comes back because yeah. It's not looking good right now. He keeps claiming he's nothing and they're moving to trial. I'm like, well, clearly there's something if we're there's moving to trial. Yep. So, and then the rumor mill, of course, gets going, but we'll see what happens. But yep. I think he might be done. I hope not. I hope not. I hope not because the talent is there. But absolutely. My thing of this Creed 4 news how did it take so long? How? <laughs> I'm curious because, you know, that's how they're going to pre production late next year. I'm not as excited as I thought I was going to be. And I'll say this speak I'll say this because after I watched Creed 3, I felt like that was a good place to stop for me personally, Darren. That was like the final scene is like him yeah. training Amara. The, yeah. while, you know, you know, playing with, mm-hmm. with Amara in the, in the ring and everything, and you know, being with celebrating with his family. I was like, this might be a good place to just end it and let's be done with this. Clearly yeah. have a story in mind. I'm not sure what it is. You know, my first mindset met Ben went to man. If Jonathan Majors was so, was didn't wasn't going through all this shit, they could have easily done a film just on him. 
Oh, just uh, yeah. Yeah, they could have. I obviously that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Do they do a big time jump and do something with his daughter? I don't know because they they were teasing that throughout the entire third movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that excites me the most is Michael B. Jordan's coming back and direct it. Mm-hmm. And I thought I did a really good job in the third movie. Mm-hmm. You know, some issues aside, you know, in terms of not pacing them, but like some scenes felt a little rushed. Yeah, um, but clearly the fight scenes he was yeah. tremendous in so that's mm-hmm. why you bring him back and he loves the character so much i'm just curious what the story is going to be so you know and michael b jordan i trust uh tremendous performer did a great job in his directorial debut but we'll just have to wait and see uh go ahead there i trust in the franchise like everyone loves the rocky franchise even without rocking this one it proved you could still do it right everyone walked out of the theater enjoying it like it's a solid film. It's probably my least favorite of the three, but it's still like a nine out of 10. So like, it's still really good, but <laughs> it's like, keep it going as long as they're good. Benjamin. Yep. I'm, I was very happy with the news too. Um, yeah. And with, you know, some of them kind of retreading water, <laughs> um, the, how Creed is very much like a Rocky film. And then he Creed two kind of looked back to the past a lot. Three was really original, so they keep mm-hmm. up with that being original. Um, I think we're we're in a good place, and like you're saying with Amara, I think they'll maybe build up to that and then have a future film with her. <laughs> um, just let's avoid what happened in what was it, Rocky Five, with his kid <laughs> and uh, how bad that was. So, but I, I think they'll avoid. been an interesting experiment there, Rocky Five. Yeah. <laughs> The one yeah. that came out in 2000, what was it, nine or eight? Rocky Balboa. Oh, I like that one a six. lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that was six. Okay, I did enjoy yeah. that one. That was yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, That's the film he's proudest of. Still alive. Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So you learn something new every day. Yeah. All right. And then our last news topic, man, before we dive into all the Marvel news, um, <laughs> Darren laughed at this and I was like, we're going to cover this real quick. Um, the Gotham, the Gotham Awards were last night. It's kind of like we're starting to get a little bit into award season here, a little bit. A little. A little bit, yeah. Uh, now, Darren, let me ask you this. Is this like a step up from the, from the, from the Spirit Awards, or is this like a step below Spirit Awards? It's a, I view it as like a step kind of removed. I was talking to a friend offline. It's like, so does this actually mean anything? And... The perform like they they used to have a budget cap, so it was very more indie before. Now it's not indie because Ryan Gosling snuck in there with Barbie. I, I was like asking, like I thought this was independent films. Right. And apparently, it's not. Um, okay. In terms of Oscars seasons, I think there's two takeaways. One, past life should be good to lock a Best Picture nom. That was my Everyone's first. Everyone's been talking yeah. about it. This win feels like. It should be safe, but then you look at everything else it's up against, and none of those are even in contention. No one's talked about those other ones. So right. it's a good sign. Outstanding lead performance. Lily Godstone is a great actress. That's not the film she's going to be nominated for. Right. Um, Who wants to support Oh, Charles Melton for December. So okay. that's the other big takeaway. Everyone's going, could he get an Oscar nom? And that kind of confirms he could get an Oscar nom when he went over Claire Foy, Ryan Gosling, Glenn Howerton, Sandra Hewler, and Devi Joy Randolph, who are all in the Oscar debate. Right. And Juliette Binoche as well. She's in there. Like, these were some heavy hitters. So it's like the fact he won 
is a good indication that he could make the jump in too there. But other than that, Anatomy of Fall is brilliant, but I'm I'm looking forward to finally seeing that. Can't wait. I to don't watch know that. what it. I don't think it wins anything at the Oscars. Okay. Because it's no longer an international feature. Oh, okay. All right. It's the taste of things, the French film. I can see why they picked that one. It's very French. Everyone's liking it, but they like gave away their Oscar. Okay. And I will say this. Uh, I did see a thousand and one during Sundance. It's quite a, it's 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 a pretty good movie. I've heard good things, but yeah. Yeah, but like some it's people want to see it break in, but I'm like, I just it's not going it's to. a crowded year. Yeah, it's very crowded. It's incredibly crowded. I think in the COVID year, it would have had a much better chance. Mm-hmm. A much better chance during yeah. the COVID year. Yeah. But don't sleep on a thousand and one. It's actually a very, yeah. very good movie. Uh, if you have time to watch it. And the other thing, like I said, there, my main thing was does this kind of secure a best picture now for past lives? Because I, I look, it's still my number four favorite film. Of the I year. think this kind of confirms that it's contender, but the okay. rest there, they're not in contention, so it doesn't really say much. Gotcha. Now, gotcha. had Greta Lee won performance, oh. that would have changed the conversation. Yeah, I was hoping that, that was, was okay. There's a win over other competition, but right. I think this is like a good indicator that okay. All right. Could be enough crossover. But yeah. Well, it's Ben's too you... early to tell. Okay. Ben, you're the Marvel music. It's that time. Our, the home run stretch here. Ba, 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 ba. Ba, ba, ba. Is that what you we'll want? Work. No, we'll, we'll work on that we'll later. Work. Okay. <laughs> we'll work on that later. All right, gentlemen. Uh, let's start with Kang Dynasty. Two things. Uh, Daniel Dustin Cretton, no longer directing. And Michael Waldron is writing king dynasty uh, i have two thoughts on this damn it destin down credit's not right or directing anymore damn it however that man that means that he's going to focus more time on shang chi too which i'm happy about so yeah. fine i'll live with that michael mm-hmm. waldron writing uh darren and i are of two different opinions on this <laughs> um oh yeah because you were like let him cook and i was like okay we'll talk about this tomorrow buddy um, okay i have Maybe I'll go where I'm coming from a let it cook. Right now, everyone's, it's all over the place. People aren't on board. I'm like, okay, we had two Avenger films completely removed. What are we doing with Kang now? Because that's the whole Jonathan Majors thing. The fact that, so he wrote Loki, which is very good. And he did Multiverse of Madness, which was pretty well received by the fans. So like, he's got a good track record, Marvel. And they're giving this two Avengers movie to the same writer now. Let's tie those together. Let's make them more of a continue, not a full continuation. Because it's obviously Secret Wars, Kang Dynasty, very different stories. But let's not have them so removed. Let's right pull everything together versus pulling some stuff in the left, some stuff in the right, and then having them all come right for Secret Wars. And it was just it just felt messy. Yeah, this feels a little cleaner if they're trying to get people back on board. One person. I agree. Especially if they're going to do some Kang rewrites and they then they started building for Secret Wars within that movie, too. So I do I think like, it's a, tra- a trajectory where I'm excited from there. I do like how he is writing both Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty that I do like. My problem is, while I do enjoy Multiverse of Menace very, very, very much, um, the writing wasn't something I came away with that, that there. I was like, that was the strong point of the movie. 
However, I felt like you know that movie was really carried by performances, mainly Elizabeth Olsen and, mm-hmm. and Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, I did like the kind of chaotic pacing of it all. I know Ben, that was one of your criticisms, like yeah. the whole chase, the whole chase thing. Yeah. I think I think where you're coming from, Multiverse, I think that's more of a Sam Raimi thing than a Michael Waldron. I think because that's Could very be. it feels very Sam Raimi. Now I heard they want to get him in directing. I heard him as a rumor. He's not my pick. I think there's He's a perfectly yeah. great director sitting in the wings that everyone is currently crapping on her film, but like give it to Nia DaCosta. Interesting. She cooked in the marbles and the chemistry between her leads. <laughs> we're talking in an Avengers film. We want chemistry with our heroes. Listen, what's the man She was fighting for man? more X-Men. Like, let's give her the big Avengers film. Let's let her, her cook with Michael Waldron because let's remember how underappreciated Candyman is. And I'm going to stop there in the sense it's for the sake of time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, but, you know, um, we, we, you know, yeah. we here on the pod, we love the Marvels. I yeah. don't even know about there. We, we love the Marvels here. Uh, great film, great film. Seen it five times, loved it. Great, 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 great movie. Great movie. Have, have, have more left than me, Ben. Definitely the last, got some, a couple more screenings than me left before it hits Disney Plus on Christmas Day, probably, okay. unfortunately. Um, I don't, I'm not the biggest Rami not, not, and I don't like Rami. I don't, I don't think he's right for these movies. I would rather have him do Doctor Strange three. Just let him do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep him in his horror corner. Yeah. Yes. Now, I want one director for both films, which is what I think Marvel's trying to do. I think Marvel is trying to get one director for both films, which I think yeah. is the right decision. If they're if they it are going that route, could. Uh, my question is then a production timeline. Like, can we actually make this happen at both? If the rumors of different teams right. being involved, and you well, have telling- to wait for those people to then do that. What's the time between these two films going to be? Versus, if there's not much, if like Kang is pretty, there's two separate teams, and you can have them shooting at the same time and get them out quicker. Right. I, I and agree. With each you. have their own focus on that film. Absolutely. So I have two minds there. Now, Ben, not, ben didn't laugh at me. It was like, hmm, interesting. When I bought, when I bought this up a while back, I'm telling you, Deadpool three is Sean Levy's audition to see if he can direct the Avengers movies. I'm telling you this right now. It is his audition. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying he's a top choice. I feel like. Because I, I feel like Deadpool 3 is going to be more connected to these Avengers movies than we think. Oh, I, I think it is. I think the question is, would he want that? I don't think he wants that. I, he I likes I his quirky comedy. Uh, that's not an Avengers film. And that's also not who you want doing an Avengers film. I, Darren, I agree. I'm just saying, I'm just I'm just trying to get into you know, the, what they're thinking over there at the Marvel offices. Because right now, I think my, I, right now, Darren, I think there's some directors who don't want to touch these films right now. Oh, there de- lots of people don't want to touch these films yes. right now. So, um, now my choice, yeah. Ben, you know, my choice, you, you bring Scorsese. the brothers, yeah, Sorry, obviously, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you bring the brothers back, you bring the brothers back, <laughs> yeah, they're not coming back that quick. Hey, 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 no, hey, 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 hey. I, I'm, I'm against you there. The reason why they worked is they cooked for a long time to get there they oh, cooked with grace grace preach they preach they, they went soldier then they did civil war and they cooked there at the team so then you got there and it was like they've been cooking for a while i think throwing them in is not fair to them i don't think it's throwing them in because here's what i think is going oh, to happen here, 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 here's my thing here's my thing 
these Avengers movies are getting delayed again. They can't afford out. a delay. They can, I, like I, there I, is I, a delay, I, but they need. It, they, they, they also better need delay to. It. Oh, there will be delay because everything's been delayed. But they also need to get them out because if they don't get an Avengers film out, these films, no one's going to watch them. Well, I you need you to go, get Darren. that event Marvel film. Well, here, all right, Darren. Now. Which Deadpool is not going to be it because of the R rating that's going to cut off your audience. I don't. So, I, I don't think that's going to bother as much as you think it's going to. I, I I think I think that pool three is going to be very successful. Oh, it's going to be successful, but you're not going to get everyone to the theater. You I, need everyone back at a Marvel movie because you're not going to get the parents with young kids because it's I, Deadpool, and you're not going to get the more. It's a harder sell being an R-rated comedy. It's going to do very well as the first two did. I'm not saying that, but I think. Also, you got, I was going back and forth in my chair. I was like, you still talk there. Oh, I think it's <laughs> going to be a hit. I don't think it's the saving grace of the MCU because everyone's expecting Ryan Reynolds to do his thing. And he's doing that within the MCU as he apparently destroys the Fox first. Like it's going to be connected. Yes, but it's going to be its own thing. Cause Ryan Reynolds was, if we're to believe what we've been told, dictating a lot for comedy and all that. So I feel like it's not going to necessarily be the get Marvel back on track because we're going to get to that next year of films and have the same problem versus Deadpool. Everyone's like the first two and they're not coming in. I think there's, it's just a different game with that one. Well, you and I are, are different opinions on that. And we will say, we will, we will, we will pencil that count. We will say, yes. shelve that conversation for a later yeah. time. Um, I will say this real quick on your Avengers comment. I don't think you need to rush another Avengers film because right now you don't do need we, to rush do, it creatively, but you enough? need it out sooner. Do, we, do people care enough about the characters we have right now to really say, yeah, I'm excited about this next Avengers film. And they don't. No. We do because we're invested. But the general public has no idea who, even who the fuck are the Avengers right now. No, absolutely. But like from the terms of a box office, you need that big team up film that everyone's going, oh, it's Avengers, not, oh, it's Captain America 5-6. Who is this She-Hulk? You know, you need that I, I get what you're saying. point of view. It's more, more what I was coming from. You need that. I get what you're saying. I'm full event. I guess I'm trying to say. But you, we're not there creatively. I'm with you. Right. Yeah. Because like I said, I don't think it's going to do as well as yep. any of the other, because but I, I get what you're saying. They do need that big team up film. And I think they, we will get that in another form. I think we're heading for a young Avengers film before we even hit those other Avengers, Avengers movies first. I think we are. Is before? it is hold on? No, I, I, I do. And now here's why. I feel like it's coming in between. Oh yeah. I now see I don't want that at all. I I don't know. This see, this is what none of us work in Marvel. This is why this, <laughs> this is this is why none of us work in Marvel because we're all on different uh, different opinions on this. Well, I was just thinking just the, the the what's coming and stuff. Well, Ben, why don't you give your thoughts because you haven't said anything. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm enjoying this, uh, this back and forth. Here. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I think Young Avengers will be further down the road. Uh, I, I like the in between because then they could be showing up in the the second big Avengers movie. Um. But yeah, I, I see think, it. yeah, I, I think it's the in between because just plot, plot, spots are already taken. Those films are largely shot. I think you use Kang Dynasty to introduce the team element of some of them, and then you pull the rest in in between. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think. But what do we know? I'm also not well versed in the comic book storylines too, with how how different these are or how they. Oh well, the MCU gives two shits about the comics, so don't worry about that. Well, no, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I know, but well, because yeah. right now only two of them have met. So how are they all going to meet? Versus if you know you have Kamala meet Spider Man and Kang, and you get like a kind of a three or a four, then they go recruit everyone else in the beginning of the film, and they get their eight or whatever together. Then it's just I don't know. I don't know. I know. Don't do anything anymore. Just Marvel needs to just stop. No, I'm just kidding. But I, I think I think these next couple of years they really like it's 2025. We're getting four Marvel films, and I'm I'm not the biggest fan of that. To be honest with you, no. Um, I think that's a mistake. Now, Cap Four is supposed to be kind of what Civil War was, apparently, because Cap Four apparently this is just rumors, but this is what I've been reading lately. Cap is going to start assembling a new Avengers team at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Yeah. As long as I, I, I don't know, man, because like I, I feel like we need before we even get the King Dynasty and Secret Wars, we need another Spider-Man, we need another Shang-Chi. And what the hell are we doing with the Eternals, Ben? What the hell are we doing? <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, Marvel... Now, here's what I think is going to happen, Darren, in bed, before we move on. Between now and probably February, I think Kevin Feige is going to come out and give us something in terms of, here's our plan, here's one... Because I don't, I don't think he can wait till Comic-Con to say what the, what the full plan is. He needs to do something in this next, like, two months. Like, hey, 2025, 2026, this is what's happening. Otherwise, I mean, the, 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 the belief in Marvel is going to keep dwindling, Ben, in my opinion. They need... To make a big announcement of like, Shang-Chi 2 is coming. It's coming in 2026. Eternals 2 is coming. Hey, we're doing this Young Avengers, or here's what's going to be in King Dynasty. Here's what's going to be in Secret Wars. So, but let's move on because, uh, you know, I don't want to keep debating with Darren and I don't want to, you know, yeah, because that's, we can they just, need to do fix. That. they just need to fix it and they need to do it quickly to get everyone back on board. Basically, yep. Which is like, get one Avengers film out, then let the other one cook. But basically, now that yeah. you, Darren and I could agree on, yeah, everything else we will get fight Kang over. out of the way, remove all the issues there, and then cook for Secret Wars. I, yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree. But what do we know, Darren? What do we what know? Do we know? Yeah. Um, let's talk about Fantastic Four. Pedro Pascal. It's it's that, that's the that's the, that's the thing, Ben. He's supposed to be. He's not the thing, but he's going to be playing uh, Mr. <laughs> Fantastic, Reed Richards, and then Anya Taylor-Joy, which I think is even more exciting, is playing a villain. I think she's probably going to end up being Silver Surfer because we've heard rumors that Silver Surfer is going to be a woman. I think that's going to be her, if those rumors are true. And if Pedro Pascal is Mr. Fantastic, he's not my first, second, third, fourth, fifth, or even sixth choice. Right. He feels like the safe choice because he is a, he is hot right now. Yeah. Um. So right now, Ben, I'm kind of whatever with pedro as as reed i think it has more to do with who is what's the rest of the cast like then i'll make my decision now on your taylor joy and i'm an mcu movie sign me up let's go she's another actress who was just hot right now ben she's going to be in furiosa next next Mm -hmm. year Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm good with that yeah i could see her as surfer that'd be an interesting she'd be a good take on it because Lawrence Fishburne was the one in the Fox films. Like, Correct. She's yeah. kind of got that 
intrigue and she could she could pull it off pedro it's a safe choice i don't love it it's very safe i'm not mad at it right i I feel like he's not reed i'm like okay but but i'm hearing it sue focused i'm like who's sue let's let the vanessa kirby rumor be true and move on please Please, can we can can they just make that announcement? I'm trying yeah. to really try. Is it Vanessa? Just, is it Vanessa? Is it the Vanessa? announcement they need to make is who is the Fantastic Four? Because Marvel's not confirmed. Reed, that was just all. Well, I think it, now the thing is, Darren, because of Last of Us season yeah. two and Mandalorian season four, is he going to have the time? They just need to give us something to latch onto. Yeah. So then, quick this time. is the one. Give us our Fantastic Four cast announcement, and let's get that one going because people yeah. are want people want that. Yeah. Well, they're apparently starting the shoot in January, so uh, I mean, come on now, let's let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have the similar same thoughts. Really love uh, Pedro Pascal, but yes, safe choice. Um, and uh, want that Fantastic Four, rest of them. All right, what if season two, um, Darren? I know you and I talked about it briefly for a little bit. It looks I, good. I, I'm in. Yeah, I it looked good. I like the is it daily uh, releases? Yes. Yeah. Instead of one, that will help. <laughs> one yeah. a week, yeah, that'll definitely help a lot. Ten weeks, yeah, that yeah. will help. Yeah. We'll be sure that was season one, honestly. Um, yeah. Now, uh, apparently, guys, the episode titles did leak. Uh, I think we talked about this a while back, Ben, but I think now it's confirmed what the titles are. Mm-hmm. Now, Mar- I mean, Marvel's not going to obviously come out and say Marvel's being very secretive on what the actual titles of these episodes are going to be mm-hmm. until you know, which which is obviously you know that's fine. I don't really care, but if it is true, um, episode one is going to be "What If Nebula Joined Nova Corps." Episode two is "What If Peter Quill Attacked Earth My Earth My Heroes." Episode three is "What If Happy Hogan Saved Christmas," which is awesome. I love That's that. Fun. Yeah. Uh, episode four is the episode that was supposed to come out last season. What if Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster? That was mm-hmm. supposed to be him and Nebula's episode, or not Nebula, uh, Gamora. Yeah. Okay. Episode five is what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? I could really, I mean, Ben, I mean, come on, really? I'm, I'm not excited about that one at all. Uh, episode six, this one's interesting. What if the Avengers assemble in 1602? That could oh, be yeah. interesting. Yeah. I yeah. like that. Uh, this is the one I'm most excited for. Episode seven, what if Hella found the 10 rings? This is the mm-hmm. one I, I, I cannot wait for this. Hella versus probably Wenwu. Mm-hmm. Sign me up for that shit now. That that would be awesome, and maybe throw an Odin in there into the fight too. I mean, come on now, that would be epic. Yeah. Episode eight. What if new character Kahori reshaped the world? Yeah. That's interesting. And then episode mm-hmm. nine, the return of our favorite uh, Doctor Strange, Strange Supreme. What if Strange Supreme intervened? Mm-hmm. So, any one of those excite you guys the most of the nine episodes we're probably going to be getting if these are true? Which I it like, looks like the Christmas the one. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Christmas let's, let's have fun. Yeah, yeah. The Christmas one and the Hell of Thunder Ten Rings. That's those mm-hmm. are the two I'm looking yeah. forward to the most. The new character I'm interested to see what they do with her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if they'll follow up with that at all? Probably not. Um, but man, you know that's how Marvel goes these days. Uh Ben, we got a lot of rumors this past weekend on stuff that could or could not happen, and stuff that could be connecting to some other things. Um, TV first. Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, all getting, or rumored to be getting season two. Uh, yeah. We all know how Ben's fiance feels. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Miss Marvel season two, I'm good with She-Hulk season Yay. two. Mm. I'm not, 
look, I like She Hulk more than most people did. I I I understand the issues. I get it. I just had a great time with Tatiana Maslany. She was fun. I loved her. She's great. Let's let's bring her back. Let's get a tighter show. That exactly. and same with Moon Knight. We need a tighter show. I'm not opposed to second seasons, but now if they're, if they're doing Moon Knight season two, they need to make sure they label that what they're doing with Echo and doing that as a mm-hmm. uh, what Marvel Spotlight character because clearly yeah. Moon Knight is not going to be tied into anything going on with the larger scale MCU. That's that's clear as day. Yeah. So. Um, Ben, of any other three, excites you at all? Uh, always happy to see more Miss Marvel. So, uh, yeah, that should be fun. And then, yeah, Moon Knight, I wasn't the biggest fan of, but if if it is, there's aspects I like. So if they do it better, um, especially talking about that last episode, uh, do do better than that. And yeah. I guess we knew a second one. Hopefully, it was coming at some point with the twist at the end. So we'll see how that goes. That could be interesting. Well, I think the main thing was probably Marvel trying to get Oscar to come back to do a season two. Because I think he thought this was going to be a one-off. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey buddy, you're in the MCU. Yeah. Um, nothing's a one-off unless, you're, unless your character dies. Yeah. So yeah. They should have contracted him for two up front, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's really it, guys. I mean, yeah, that's they said it. Spider-Man 4, Shang-Chi 2, Fantastic Four, and Deadpool 3. Were it's all, all rumors at this point. Yeah. It's, yeah, Everything's just a rumor. Yeah. But, I mean, I think we all know Spider-Man 4 is coming. Oh, it's happening, yeah. Yeah, we it's just all don't know coming, but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those are supposed to be like the four titles that are going to be key to Secret yeah. Wars, apparently. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Right. Right. We'll see if that happens. Shang-Chi Tuck, yeah. I believe that. And Deadpool 3, I believe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we'll just have to wait and see. But, guys, that will yeah. do it. That's the news. We did it. That is, yeah. That was epic. Darren, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. No, no, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, where can people find you online? So, you can find me at Darren movie reviews on Instagram, D movie reviews on Twitter slash X and at movie scene Canada, where my full reviews are posted almost sure. daily. <laughs> Benjamin, where do people find you or people find us? <laughs> <laughs> Both of us. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the infinity film podcast, and you could email us uh, with your thoughts on recent Marvel news, uh, everything you're looking forward to the rest of the year. And uh, what you've watched recently that you liked a lot, let us know. Email us at rb.theinfinityfilmpodcast at gmail.com. That's rb like Rod Ben.theinfinityfilmpodcast at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, that will do it. Um, hopefully, Darren can join us again next week for our Damien Chazelle episode. Looking forward to it. Um, and then probably our buddy Zach will be on as well. So we'll have uh, the calm, gracing presence of then Zach. So that's just, that should always be a, a great time, Benjamin. Um, so yeah, only two more episodes left to go this year, guys. And then we're taking a little holiday break. Um, so looking forward to a great end to the year. So thank you guys for listening to this. And we will see you guys next week where Ben will be probably singing and tap dancing. Very much so, yes. Yeah.